Phil Rogers presents About 30, man. Commemorating 30 years of entertaining South Florida. All right. Keep listening to the Neil Rogers Show to find out where you could pick up a CD or shirt to benefit Abandoned Pet Rescue in Fort Lauderdale. Okay. Brought to you by the Neil Rogers Show and 560. Ow! <laughs> All right, guys. It's been a great day. Sean Levy, thanks for your help. John Cope, new inside the glass. Always keeping it right. Neil Rogers coming your way. Then it's Goldie at two. Curtis for the Mad Dog. Panther preview, and then it's the Panthers and the Rangers. That's going to do it. Have a great day. Stay safe. We'll see you next time. Friday, you bastard. Salespeople are ice holes. Absolutely. Yes. talked about how Britney has uh, fallen, the mighty have fallen, mm-hmm. how she's kind of like tainted goods, and she ain't doing that good this time. No, she taint. No. I mean, she kicked ass. I don't know, I don't know when this original pull was, years ago, a few years, mm-hmm. four or five, whatever. 100. And there's some people we got on there now who weren't even on the first pull, like Jessica Simpson, for example. I voted for her just because she was married to Nick. She's doing well. And she's doing very well. And you notice how uh, Shakira, speaking of that bit, He's got 20 votes already. The first poll, all at the end, we had uh, 1,100 votes. Yeah, she's come far. She uh, only had 11 votes, all told. All told. So anyway, it's uh, kind of interesting to see uh, how people's altitudes have changed. Anyway, it's 10.02 at 560. So what's the word? Is it Curtis? My schedule says Mad Dog at Hooters Doral today. So does mine. Uh, it's Goldie from 2 to 4, and then Curtis. Yeah, we know that at the Inter Center. Yeah, they're both actually at the Inter Center. Well, but who is it at 4? Curtis. Oh, at the Inter Center. Oh, brother, what, what kind of a schedule is this? Well, it's really something when you got three people running the programming department and we can't even get a, a schedule uh, to me that makes sense. It's almost like our sales department. Anyway, our new sales manager was in today, Chris, uh, what's his name? Jones. 
he was Jones in, uh, for some info, and uh, but a beep, but a boop. And I guess he's discovered that what we already know, and that is that most salespeople are prevaricators. They lie. They lie like crazy. They tell tall tales. They're, in other words, they're BS artists, bullshit. That's their speciality, bullshit. And boy, I tell you, the QM sales department, they are the best at that. So, Geldy at the Enter Center, because this is, again, the game of the year. I keep saying that because everyone is now for the Panthers. Any interest in the Panthers? No. Mm -hmm. We're going to play the Rangers at the Enter Center tonight, so Geldy will be there from 2 to 4, squeaking his way to the top, squeaking his way toward the net with a breakaway. Curtis at the Enter Center from 4 to 7. Boy, we got like a, a five-hour buildup for the Panther-Ranger game. And I guarantee you there'll be 5,000 Ranger fans there tonight, each one more obnoxious than the other. Panther preview at 7, Panthers and the Rangers at 7.30 with Henrik Lundqvist and Yami Yager. And Tom Jicka fills in for Eddie K after the hockey game. That should be a real tweet. And you want to know why I say it's going to be a real why tweet? Why do you say it's going to be a real tweet? Because Tom Jicka... He's stupid! Other than that, yeah, call him up and express my personal uh, thanks for the fine job he did reporting on my 30th anniversary on the year in the market. I realize it's not significant. And he did a stellar job on my 20th anniversary and again on the 25th. And he uh, hates me like poison now because I have the audacity to expose the fact that he's uh, an idiot. And doesn't write about anything local. I'm the guy that's supposed to be out of touch because my ass is sitting in Toronto. But in the meantime, there's a guy whose ass is sitting right there, and he doesn't write about anything local. TV, radio, very, very seldom. Never about local radio. I mean, maybe once a year. Here's the poll, speaking of local radio, from yesterday. Other than WQAM, what radio station do you listen to most? Radio Estacion. Okay? Hey. I don't listen to other stations. 284. How many votes did we have before I chopped this baby off? 1611. Wasn't that the frequency of the former fans? 1611? I think so. Uh, 284, 17.5% don't listen to other stations, and we love them dearly. We want to give them each a kiss. Well, from a distance. There you go. Sirius 232, that must be the sperm factor, isn't it? Howard Sperm? Must be. W-I-N-Z, that's Scare America, as in... Howard! 170. Waxy 790, the ticket, 143, 8.8% .8 for the ticket. Well, that must be the uh, Sid Rosensteinberg uh, audience. Is he still there? God, that it must be a record. I bet you Pharrell is jealous of that record. He's been there longer than Pharrell stays anywhere. WLRN 141. Wow, and that was like a little bit of a late edition, if we can use that expression. Is it copyrighted, late edition? What's chat? With Wolf Blitzkrieg? Is that like the Situation Room? XM 125. Joe Costello got a little blurb in Jim Sarney this morning, the Sun Sentinel. Your close personal buddy, Joe Costello, who's going to be doing some NASCAR crap from Homestead this weekend. Attaboy, Joe. You go. Don't call me, please. WIOD 100. That's uh, right-wing uh, fairy tales. I, I don't know what that's all about. You wouldn't think that 6.2% of our audience listen most to that propaganda, propaganda would you? <laughs> to that right-wing swill? Well, but they do. They're, those are the talk show groupies, I guess. WBGG Big. That's uh, Rod and Young Paul 80. I can't imagine anybody listening to the music they play. The music of the 70s and 80s and uh, yesterday and tomorrow and crap. Magic, speaking of crap, 70 votes. With all due apologies to my good friend Rick Shaw. And your good friend, Ron St. John. Yes. wonder what ever happened to Joe Johnson. Remember Joe Johnson? No. Yeah, he was uh, dating Linda Thornton, and then she had the audacity to die. No. Well, what a sweetheart she was. Yeah, Joe Johnson, come on. He was on Magic for a long time. He was on Gloves 94, I think. He's been around. I'll take your word for it. Clown. WKIS Kiss 51. It just ain't what it used to be now that Johnny Dark is there. Boy, you know, what a shame we can't play that jingle no more. Let's see how much of it we can play. Johnny Dark said there, it was pretty good. Right. That'll do. Didn't even get either syllable on there. Kind of little piece of each. Coast 28. Gloves 94, 26. All the suits all the time. Power 96, 19. 19 punks listen to that crap. Slam a jam of crap. WKPX, Piper High, 17, which you say you can't hear it no more because their signal's no. up. 
WVUM 15 for the Mike Rosenthal Show. You made a mistake. Oh, boy. W News Time is 2.02. Oh, God. You're right. I should write a book, even if I'm the only the one that reads it. Well, you'd read it. Yeah, I have somebody read it to me. Right. No, that would be a Troy would do that. WRMF 15, WEDR 14, WMGE Smegma Radio 14. Now, what's that one? North oh, you got my list over here. Yeah, Spanish. That was the one that used to be um, she. Okay. What's the frequency? I beg your pardon? It is. Is that the one? I'm no, that was the one that was no, TMI. used to be Zeta. No, Zeta. Oh, it used to be Zeta. Oh, all these used to be, you know, just like us. We used to be popular. WHDR 13, Y100. What? 12. Remember the days when, I mean, there were so many really talented people on the air in this market? Remember those days? Yeah, I do, when I was a kid. What? Yeah, a long time ago. And then they all uh, vanished. WJNA 9. Oh, get out of here. We actually put that on there for Blind Mike and his jingles. WFTL, that's 857. They, they actually believe that's Steve Lappa and his group of uh, lapdogs and Bob Eisenberg. Hey, by the way, Bob, you're uh, a hole, too. Or, I'm sorry, an effing hole. WQBA, La Cubanissima, 5. Waves, 4. WAVS, Haitian. That's for the uh, Haitian hater out there, that guy, maniac. I'll get a bunch of Haitians trace his calls and go to his house just beat the snot out of him. We'll trace him and call and give his address out on the air. Yeah, that's right. Give us in, your phone number and your address next we'll, time you call. We'll give it out in uh, Haitian What do they speak? Patois? Uh, Patois. No, I'm just looking at this cruise ship passenger here, whoever he is. Oh, yeah, another one. You got that story, I'm sure. No, and I really didn't. That, about the fire and the guy oh, yeah, who died? Oh, yeah, well, that's old news. Old news? I, I tell you people, don't, oh, and, and the comment on CNN is old, but, of course, when you crunch the numbers, there's these millions of people go on cruise ships every Some of them actually come home alive and not raped it or are sick. Oh, wow. What a tremendous endorsement that is. WFTL7, WQBA5, Waves4, WXDJ3, No Speaking English, IE, WHQT3, WAMR, Radio Amor3, WRGP, that's FIU Radio, which we never heard of, and thanks to the uh, guy that called it in, the punk, 2, WMBM2, I think that's more Haitian melodies, <coughs> WAQ, WAQI, Radio Mambi has got a pair. That's that 710 frequency. Man, boy, that used to be WGBS. Oh, man. And to think that 790 used to be WNWS, snooze, all snooze radio. Hey, Dennis Collins, you're a genius, man. WMIB1, WSUA, we finally got a Colombian. <coughs> oh, one. It's got to be a Colombian because it's, uh, what is it called? El Caracon. Okay. Uh, Colombian, all Colombian uh, drug melodies all the time. WROTO, Radio Ritmo, WRMA, Radio Romancia, and WCMQA, CMQ, none. That's pretty amazing because CMQ's got a lot of big audience, but not our crowd. Right. In fact, isn't that the station that's supposed to have that very popular No Speaking English morning show, those two very funny guys? I'll go ask somebody. Frickin' frack. Yeah, go ask one of your uh, Julio friends. Ask your mama. Now, what does she listen to? My mama? Trust that with her? She doesn't listen to the radio. How do you know that? Probably she doesn't own one. She sits in front of the one. TV watching Spanish-language soap operas all day like all the other old ladies. Well, good for her. Nice going, honey. You go, bitch. <laughs> Coincidentally, so do we. Former, yeah, but probably not the same ones. Or not for the same reason. No. Former Major Leaguer Warren, call me homie Cromarty. Oh, God, this is in the uh, Barry Jackass. I knew either Barry or Sarney would have something of minor interest today. Call By the way, 567-08-560. Will you see some arm pro tro uh, problems? Right. Another one of our really top-notch broadcasters. He spent last season managing a, a Japanese team in the Independent Baseball League in California. He's returning to WQAM as we bring more uh, swill back to the scene of the crime. I hope Joe Bell went out and got a lot of cashmere bouquet. Crow will be a host on talk shows before weekend Marlins games. He's also assisting in making a movie about his experience. How do you like that? Meanwhile, Marlins general manager, manager Joe Girardi and starting pitcher Dontrell Willis, learning to spell with Dontrell, have struck deals to do weekly shows on 790 The Ticket. All right. 
Better then than us. Those those segments, man, all those segments, like the Eric Reed segment and the, uh, what's his name, Ira Windbag segment. Oh, God, talk about tune-out. Talk about killer. It's like Steve Kane in the baseball card shows. Narrow, narrow, narrow casting. Let me have a little teeny tiny slice of that pie, please. You know? That teeny, tiny is great slice. radio. Right. But you can't convince these. You can't tell them nothing, man. And I'm, you're right. I've given up trying. Mark it down. Please. Oh, please. Write, no, it, write it, it down, Josh. I'm telling you. Friday, March 24th. I can't even say it. I'm tongue-tied. The day that Neil finally wises up. Just like when I stormed out of... I went into Woodbine yesterday. I played a machine, 200 bucks. I didn't get a spin. I didn't get a cherry. Nothing. So I walked to another machine and flew down, and a guy comes along, puts in three coins in the machine I just left. Mm -hmm. In that machine, got three grand on the line. Oh, did you puke? I wanted to. And as I ran out last night, after many hours of frustration, I yelled, You just cost me $6,000. You're laughing. But I'm crying. <laughs> it was not a good experience. It's one of those things, you know. That's why they call it gambling. Right. That's why they say a fool and his money are soon farted. And I did. 1013 at 560 WQAM, being outdoors a lot in South Florida, really needs some comfortable shoes to take good care of them tootsies. So the only place to go is Brandy Shoes in Pompano Beach. Be sure and tell them that Brian Schmutz sent you in. They'll laugh their ass off. Brandy's carries major brands like Floresheim, Echo, Mephisto, Rockport, Hush Puppies, New Balance, all the other big-name brands in all sizes for men and women. And they even carry wide widths in those hard-to-find sizes, too, like 106. Brandy Shoes is the largest independent shoe retailer in South Florida. When you see the selection and value you get at Brandy's, you'll understand why I've been telling you how great they are for many, many years now. And I'm sure that Brian will keep them on the air, unlike some of our other people who can't keep anybody on the air. Go see our good friend Arnie. He'll get you the right-fitting shoes for your feet. Brandy's isn't like a department store where you have to wait forever to get service, and then the sales hold tells you, oh, guess what? You like that style? We don't have it in your size. The only thing that they sell at Brandy's is shoes, so you don't have to worry about size, selection, or service. They know their crap, and they know the smell of your feet. Brandy's shoes. They're at 1290 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach. You'll find it between Atlantic and Copens on the east side. Can't miss it. Brandy's is open every day for your shopping convenience. They're open Monday through Saturday till 9, and every Sunday till 5. And this week, it's a great time to buy men's shoes at Brandy's if you're big, I mean your feet, if you're size 14 and over. Take 10 bucks off on all men's brands and check out their men's and women's hush puppies on sale this week at 20% off. What's not to like? So be sure to get into Brandy's this week or you can do your shoe shopping right online on their website, brandysshoes.com. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QA. Friday, you bastard.
stands about boys. And that I never said. The stand? That's just in a great shot over here. How's your show doing, huh? Oops. Now, see here. See, now. I'm doing what I was like it now. Ah, what are you doing all day? Shopping for jelly shoes? Whoops. Ah. Are you no Come over here. I am. Hey, he's yelling like a felon and eating a little bit of that uh, honeydew melon is what I'm hearing. 1019 at 560 WQM. Here's today's pool. It's one we did years ago, and now it's really uh, something to see the way the deck has been shuffled, you know? By the way, Eric says that we did that the first time in uh, 2001, July 9th. Wow. Five years ago. Yeah. Holy moly. See, this is the thing. Don't tell us we repeat the same pool over and over again. Although George does like that one, what, blank, blank, blank. That's you know. right. That's my favorite one. I'm going like to do that, that every time next I'm time. I'm going to start doing that every day. What? I mean, they answer, answer their own question in. anyway. Yeah, that's true. George says we had faxes this morning for uh. people who don't understand this pool. If you don't, you must not speak it in English. I mean, this is as straightforward and literally straightforward. We probably ought to add on here a couple of things. I hate this pool is not there. Right. And also... None of these, I'm gay. We had that on there one time, not yeah, this time. forget it. No, don't forget it. No, I said I keep forgetting. Oh, what? That you're that gay? There, there are gay people out there, you know. No, me too. Don't want to no, write I them can't out. forget it. I'm here. Which of these women would you most like to see naked that you haven't seen naked already? Jessica Alba, 46. Now, the first time we did this five years ago, Jessica Alba, I think the audience would be interested in these things because mm-hmm. it has to do with naked chicks. Jessica Alba had um, 36 total, and she's already got 46. Right. And that was out of 1,100 votes. She's made a like couple that. of high-profile movies since then. Well, I'll be damned. And she makes that great uh, chocolate drink, that Alba. Mm-hmm. Jessica I Simpson, I with 42. Jessica's are doing very well. Better than the one that was on that plane, the child pilot. Oh, yeah. Jessica Simpson wasn't even on the first one five years ago. Whoever heard of that bitch? 42. See, you made her popular once she was on this show and you That's interviewed it. her. That's what it was. Mm. Got her to rest Britney. Maybe it was Nick that made her popular by pointing out what a bubblehead she was. He made her something, but not pregnant. Well, in order to make her pregnant, they would have had to do something. Barbara and Jan- Jenna Bush, the president's daughter, is 38. Now, the yeah. interesting thing is they were third the first time. They had 85 yeah. votes the first time. Isn't that amazing? They had and, and they're a six. set. I'm sure that's because they're, they're a set. set. They got yeah. a set. Yeah, no, I think it's the embarrassment factor that causes most people want to see them naked. I mean, plus, maybe they got something there. But I think just for humiliation, a nice centerfold and playboy would be nice. Or maybe a nice centerfold and playgirl of fat-ass Governor Jeb Bush. Ooh. Jennifer Love Hewitt, 34. Let's see, how did she do it? She, had, well, she did okay the first time. She was top ten. Shakira is moving on up to the east side, baby. See. 25, and why not? We love Shakira. She only had 11 votes the first time on the whole poll. Jennifer Aniston, who, uh, yeah, she had 14 the first poll. She's already got 21. You don't think that's because she's been in the news a lot lately and yeah. she's locked in the basement? Or No, yeah. that's not her. She's that's the news we locked it. Heather Locklear, 20. Dolly Parton, 20. And again, George is uh, very uh, dismayed about the... No, I, I understand thing. it. Sure, I'll take a look at him, but uh, no, no, I, I'm afraid. Look, you could go watch Elsie the Borden Cower Oprah and see a similar uh, situation. Ooh. All right, or let's you see can just, Or you can just go back in the sales department if you want to see big boobs. Hang him out. Dolly Parton, she had 29 the first time. She's got 20 already. She had... What? Yeah, she's uh, moving on up. Anna Cornahoya, 20. Now, she came in second the first time, but she's slipping badly because most of the guys realize that she's got tree trunks for legs. That's right. I'm telling you, she's... Uh, I'm looking Beyonce at a poster Noel's right 18. now. Was Beyonce on the first one? I don't or know. She must have been. She must have been. Uh, she only had six votes the first time. Now she's got 18. Sandra Bullock, 17. I don't understand that. Right. I'd yeah, well, enough. she did much better the first time. She was way up there. People, Since she fell down the stairs... Because she's a racist. Uh, she's only got 17. Yeah. There goes Sandra. Now, to me, she's like, I mean, what do I know, you know? 
But to me, she seems so um, what? frigid, cold. I mean, you're cutesy, but definitely not sexy. You know what I'm saying? She's cutesy in a uh, non-sexual like, way. Like sterile. She's, you know, like too clean. Yeah, exactly. An- antiseptic. Clean. Antiseptic. Yeah, that's it. Not to be confused with Anna Cornhoy. Uh Barbara Eden, 14. Well, the genie came out of the bottle naked. I wish. Britney Spears, Solamente uh, Trace. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. 13 votes. She had 100. She had one three the first time, but with a one after it, 131. Uh-huh. And now she's only got 13. Boy, she taint got what it used to be. Skeeved out. Tainted goods. Oh, God. Uh, Jerry Ryan, 12. I don't know who that is. She was on a, uh, a Star Trek series. She's done some other, uh, like, TV stuff, sitcoms. I see. Done. Well, she had 25 the first time, so she's consistent. Faith Hill, 12. Sarah Michelle Geller, 11. What about that bitch that we all hate? What the hell's her name that I always mess her name up? I don't know. Give me a hint. Oh, yeah. You know who I'm talking about. Really needle, nasty nose. Uh, Jessica Beale, 10. i got to be honest with you, okay, because I, I know good-looking people when I see them. And I, I just checked out the website just to make sure that I wasn't dreaming. She ain't much, Jessica oh, Beale. Oh, sorry. She looks like Howard Beale. She's phenomenal. I don't know I mean, what no, she's not phenomenal. Go, do a Google on that bitch look. and look at her. She's got her own page with all these photos, right. you know? I'll send you she, some pictures. Oh, I see. Uh, by the way, I just want to take this opportunity to point out that you misspelled her name since you always do it to me. No, no. It's been I, Eric's I, fault. Oh, I hate right? to break the news to you. I spelled it uh, B-E-A-L-E, like Howard Beale. That's wrong. And that's wrong. B-E-A-L? B-I-E-L. That's how he spelled it. No, no. That's how it is spelled. That's how... That's how you she spelled it, B-E-A-L-E. Who did? You did. Yeah. Just, you know, point out your mistakes, that's all. Up For yours. <laughs> Wait till you see that next check. All decimal points. I told you it's a bad idea to point out yeah. your mistakes, Josh. It's really, he doesn't make any. I, I made one mistake, Life and that was coming smoother. to the station. That was a big mistake. Yeah, it was. I tried to tell you then. Yeah, you're right. I'm a slow learner. Uh, Jessica B. 11, no matter how you spell it, and she still don't look that great. Daisy Fuentes, 11. Sophia Vergara, I don't trust you. She don't look that great. She's, she's Sophia my vote. Like she's what? She's, she's definitely phenomenal. my vote on the poll. She's your vote? Well, I, I voted for Shakira because uh, whatever, but... To make me happy, yeah. Nikki Cox, 10. Mariah Scary is scary, 9. That, that, now, that is scary. That, that should be illegal. Uh, Tiffany, in fact, she should never be allowed to take her clothes off. Tiffany Amber Thiessen, 9. Cindy Margolis, 8. I wonder if she's circumspect. Christina Applegate, 8. I noticed Janet Reno didn't make it this year. Winona Ryder, 6. Melissa Joan Hart, 4. Gwen Stefani, 4. Martina Hingis, 4. Oh, God. Will you quit with the tennis chicks? Tia Leone, 3. I don't even know what she looks like. Somebody else. Who, Marie like Hingis? That. Yeah, somebody must like have wanted to put her on there. Like the governor of California. Tia Leone, 3. Vivica Fox, 3. Tyra Banks, 3. How about Stanley Banks? I think he's dead. Ali Landry, Ali, 3. Christine Aguilera, the mousy bitch, 2. Elizabeth Filarski from Survivor 2, Ali Larder 2. Yeah. we got two Ali's. Her name's Hasselbeck now. We probably should change Who? that. Elizabeth Filarski. Oh. She got married to, and got not a stupider to, name. Not to David Hasselbeckhoff. Julia Roberts 2, Christine Brinkley 2, Rebecca Gayhart. What is it again? Gay. Hart has got one. Jeannie, Jenny Garth's got one. Tony Braxton 1. Bridget Wilson 1. None of them. I'm gay. None. I hate this poll. None. Neve Campbell. None. Lauren Holly, none, and Jules Asner, none. Ed Asner don't have any either, although that would be kind of funny. That would be a hoot. I guess if I could see Ed Asner naked, it would make me feel better about myself, although not wow, too much. all of us. 27 past 10 at 560 WQM. Don't forget, Geldy, we got that big Panther Ranger game tonight. Any interest? No. Oh, it's going to be big. Speaking of big, if you want a big pig out, man, the Emerald Coast is where you'll always find it. I mean, we're talking about a feast. Bring a hearty appetite and just a few bucks. That's all it costs. 
Yermal Coast is Florida's number one Asian gourmet buffet. That's what they say. It's a get restaurant review, and that's what I tell you because I've eaten there a zillion times. And, boy, everything is fresh, crunchy, delicious. There's nothing soggy and mushy sitting out there for hours at the Yermal Coast. And now every Friday through Sunday night, like this weekend, you can enjoy Lobster Fest featuring Maine Lobster served Thermidor style. And every night at the Emerald Coast is Crab Fest, where Alaskan snow crab lives. By the way, when you go to the Emerald Coast and you see Richard, tell him the leaves really suck. Every night is Crab Fest with Alaskan Snow Crab Legs, Dungeness Crab, and Jonah Stone Crabs. The menu still includes fresh oysters on the half cell and a sushi bar with over 30 different items. Count them. About 30, man. If I'm lying, you're dying. The Emerald Coast also serves juicy New York steaks cooked the way you love them and hand-carved prime rib. And zillions and zillions of Chinese and other delights, too. And on the weekends for dessert, be sure and leave some room for the Emerald Coast's famous 40-inch chocolate fountain. It is huge. You can hand dip your own strawberries, marshmallows, other decadent treats. Just shove those babies right in there. And while you're at the Emerald Coast, be sure to check out their new all-you-can-eat sushi bar featuring sashimi, tuna tataki, whatever the hell that is, over 20 different types of sushi rolls staring right back at you and much more. The Emerald Coast, three convenient locations to serve you when you have a big, hearty appetite, like this weekend, this is the place you're going to love. They're in Sunrise, Sunny Isles Beach, and Pembroke Pines. Reservations suggested, call 954-572-3822. 572-3822, they are unbeatable, the Emerald Coast Chinese Buffet. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Loves Neil Rogers. Yes, you've heard about the face of Jesus on a piece of toast, the face on a bagel, even on a potato chip. Now you can eat like the King of Kings with the new God Pockets. A little round taste treats with a flaky crust and the face of God, or maybe Willie Nelson, on them. Just lay your hands on them and pop them in the toast oven. And in just minutes, they are hot as hell. Oh, Jesus is hot. Yes, you can have them for breakfast. Yes, have them for communion or a heavenly midnight snack. Also available in kosher. When you smell the burning bush, you know they're ready. God pockets from the makers of Mohammed Bites. Right next to the pie ah mode in the freezer section. Say I mean. It's uh, 1033. Amen. So George faxes to tell me, and let's see, here's the fax first of all, and then George has a comment. Jessica Alba's nude says the facts are in the Sleeping Dictionary 2002. I saw the movie in New Zealand last year, down under. Well, right. I saw George it says it was an obvious body double. It wasn't right. Jessica. Obvious no. body. They're kind of like, uh, what's her name? What's her Bruce name? Shields. Right. Who wouldn't get naked in um, Blue Lagoon. I saw the movie, too, and uh, by the way, you know. And don't anybody call in Halle Berry's, because we saw her berries oh, in uh, yeah. Monsters Balls many, many times. She's we naked We probably put uh, Lindsay Lohan on there. Okay, go ahead. Lindsay Lohan. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, Who wants to see her naked? A lot, of, see her a lot of people. On. Once upon a time, but then she got, uh, I don't know, washed out. How about, uh, what's her name? Hillary Duff, if you're going to put those kind of people on. Okay. There. You want to put Hillary Duff on there? How is she, about uh, 10? Yeah. Well, you probably want to see her naked. Yeah, okay. 591 votes on there. And, uh, no, seriously, how old is she, about 18? I don't know, but every time we have one of these she conversations. She to me, Hillary Duff. She's, she's, a, uh, she's a yeah, bow She's not for me. But uh, no. people Nish want Tremere. her. That's how the uh, Siberians yeah. say, Nish Tremir. Jessica Alba and Jessica Simpson, the two Jessicas, are fighting it out big time. they got a good battle going on. It's good. As opposed to the first time when Brittany ran away from Anna Cornholia. Those were one, too. Boy, she's, five. Huh? I was going to say she's 19. Hillary Duff? Yes. You fairy. Duff is 19? I don't care who you are. You fairy. Wow. Well, i tell you one thing. That Duffmeister, she came in this morning and gave me more double talk than Al, Al Kelly. He sure fits in that sales department like a rubber glove right now. Like a rubber glove in your... Rectum. Wow. And from what I hear, he's got plenty of expertise. WQAM, hello. 
QAM. Hey, good morning. How you doing? You good. Don't, you don't you don't watch The Sopranos. You don't, do you? No, I don't. George no, does. George does, though. George, when uh, when Junior shot Tony, he said, Casada Malanga. And I think that means he called him a piece. I don't know. He don't know. What do you know, Mr. Talk, Italian? Talk to somebody who cares about Sopranos, okay? Oh, so I guess I, obligatory, since you mentioned it, i got to do the story about the uh, cruise ship. I can't, look, I, we're going to stop, and I keep trying to tell you, folks, quit wasting your money. Right. A Caribbean cruise vacation for more than 2,600 people was over today after a fire ignited uh, aboard the cruise ship, charring 150 rooms and leaving a passenger dead and 11 people injured. Dead. D-E-A-D. In other words, ain't coming back. We believe the best course of action is to terminate the current cruise in Montego Bay, Princess Cruises said in a statement late yesterday. All passengers currently on board will be flown home over the next two days and will receive a full refund of their cruise and their airfare. Well, isn't that awfully uh, genteel of them, how are Gentile? The rising sun today showed a big charred spot on the Star Princess, evidence of the fire that broke out in the pre-dawn darkness yesterday. A large ship looking like a fuel barge was moored alongside the Star Princess at the Montego Bay docks. About 1,600 people are expected to fly out today and the arrest tomorrow, said Paul Pinnacook, Jamaica's director of tourism on. Four passengers are being treated today at Cornwall Regional Hospital on a hill overlooking the cruise ship in the harbor, he said. We consider ourselves very lucky, said Clemens Fass of Toronto, told the AP, after he and his wife were evacuated yesterday with some other passengers from Toronto, eh? When we got out of our stateroom, there was someone lying in the hallway, passed out. He was being attended to, but it was very, very scary. Kind of like Luca Brazzi, he's a very scary guy. A smoldering cigarette is suspected as the cause of the blaze, said Horace Peterkin, president of the Jamaica Hotel and Tourist Association, who toured the ship after it docked here. You know, all the flying that I've done over the years, across the Atlantic and all over the U.S. and Vegas and you name it, uh, never saw anybody die on a plane. Never saw no. any fire on a plane. Any of these... Uh, all of these things. Never saw anybody get raped at it on the plane. You know what I mean? Right. Or murdered. All these things that seem to happen with fair regularity on the cruise ships. But when you crunch the numbers, said Soledad on the Certainly Nazi News Network this morning, when you crunch the numbers, that you're a very small, yeah, yada, yada, yeah, right, bitch. What an idiot. Bubblehead. This is the first time such a tragedy has occurred during the history of our company. We're devastated by the incident. The statement from Princess Cruises said, Our heartfelt thoughts and prayers were those affected by the fire. Carl Angel, communication director for the Jamaican police, identified the man who died as Richard Liffage, 75 of Georgia. Oh, well, 75. He's old enough. Some media in the victim's home state said the name was spelled oh, uh, and put his age at 72. He collapsed aboard ship and died, authorities said. They're arguing about his spelling. Don't make no difference. He's dead, no matter how you spell it. After the fire started around 3 a.m. Thursday, passengers grabbed life jackets and raced to Muster Station, said Julie Benson, spokeswoman for Princess Cruises, which is owned by Miami-based Carnival Corporation. Oh, yeah, the Carnival Corporation. Evildoers. They put the mickey in your life. They slip it to you. The crew put out the fire, then did a cabin-by-cabin search to check for victims and make sure that everyone else was safe, she said. The state princess, the star princess, sailing from Grand Cayman to Jamaica. Oh, Grand Cayman, well, they deserve it then, when the blaze started. Reportedly built at the cost of over $430 million. It has four swimming pools, half a dozen restaurants, dining rooms, and a casino. A casino. It just cost me $6,000. Two theaters and several nightclubs. It stretches about three uh, football fields long. David Haltham was on his honeymoon when he and his bride awoke in their cabin smelling smoke and hearing people running in the halls yelling fire. It's one thing to have a smoke in a honeymoon, but that's carrying a little far. Everybody ran. There were people in nightgowns and robes because it happened so fast, Haltham said by phone from his Negril Hotel. The crew lowered lifeboats to the ship deck and instructed passengers. You know, of all the places in the world, and I haven't been in all that many, but it seems to me that the Caribbean is the most overrated of any place that I've ever been. Yeah. Well, there's no reason for us to want to go there. Huh? There's no reason for us to want to go there. I, I noticed that on, the uh, on, for example, Wheel of Torture, 
that uh, a lot of the trips, which I guess it's a real cheapo deal, they keep giving trips to the Caribbean. Like, hey, you're going to the Caribbean. And I'm thinking to myself, big Simmons, man, who cares? I'd rather take the cash. I was speaking of idiots. Uh, unless there's some surprise, it's every reason to believe but it we, probably uh, will. Good place for you, Rick. There's the hyperventilating Ricky Ticky Sanchez, that jackass, in Summer, Tennessee, where that, uh, uh, that broad that shot her uh, minister husband, alleged, the pastor. She's going to be charged with first-degree murder. Well, he probably had it coming. Speaking of that, oh, and that good old-time religion, i got that atheist story coming up right after the break. Got a lot of uh, stuff here today. And we got four full hours today before Geldy at the Enter Center starts with that uh, hockey about hockey again. Hockey, hockey, <laughs> hockey, as Bob Green once said. A good, close, personal buddy. That's right. 20 before 11 at 560 WQM. Mark it down on the counter. I never finished that thought before. Today is the day we take care of all family business on this show. You're right. I'm wrong. You didn't write it down, did. Josh. Yeah, did you write it down? Mark it on the calendar back there I'm on gonna, the wall. I'm going to bring it up. Today is the day. Neil finally uh, emancipates himself from the stress and uh, strife. Right. Clean your brain. That's right. Give it I a don't scrubbing. Care. I'm going to be just like the Beasley, just like Joe Bell, just like the Chris the Jones, just like the sales department, the engineering department. I don't give a crap. How's that? That's my new motto for the rest of this year oh, and right. for the rest of my life. I don't give a good crap. That's it. Yeah, we would have played that Chris Darden drop once upon a time, but, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, let's see how it, how it sounds. It's got a masterful no, bleep. No, no, well, wait. It's got what? A masterful bleep. Oh, it's okay? Well, According to me. I don't give a sh anymore. No, it's okay. There's only two letters there. Shh. Don't say them. Uh, the, the rest of it's missing. That's fine. You go, Chris. Nice job, by the way, in the OJ trial. You and your girlfriend there. Oh, God. 19 to 11 at QAM. Beach Ford has gone mad. It's madness in March all this month at Beach Ford. They just missed having a record month last month, so they plan to break that record this month during March. And right now, extended cab Ford F-150s at Beach Ford are as low as 249 bucks a month. You pay only $995 down, plus fees, with approved credit and 39-month lease. What's not to like? Madness in March at Beach Ford means you've got to be mad not to take advantage of fantastic rebates and discounts of up to 10000 bucks on all new and used vehicles. And if you're not in the market for a new car but know somebody who is, send them into Beach Ford, because if they take delivery during this month, Beach Ford will send you $200 in cash. And because that money comes from their advertising budget, they won't tack the 200 bucks extra onto your friend's price and make him a former friend. Don't miss out on this once-a-year event. Beach Ford's Madness in March. Extended cab Ford F-150 is as low as 249 a month. Discounts and rebates up to $10,000 and 200 bucks in cash just for referring a friend. So hurry on in. You'll find Beach Ford two miles east of the Golden Glades on 163rd Street, West Dixie Highway. Guarantee you, I'll bet you uh, Josh uh, Darrow's life on it. You'll love your Beach Ford experience. This is Neil Rogers. You've seen him on Channel 7 News. First, as a two-bit reporter. Now, as a two-bit anchor that wears more makeup than Tammy Faye Baker and Mary Kay combined, Rick Sanchez sings... Hear the dulcet tones of the man who brought you Crime Check, Rick Sanchez. Rick Sanchez. Rick Sanchez sings. Don't miss Rick Sanchez in his pasty face tour over Hialeah. It's one show you won't want to miss. Stay for a good one.
Sanchez, he loves his audience. I accept you as a precious gift from God. Oh, God. 1047, man, he is a real piece of work. Uh, at any rate, they just had another suspicious package in uh, California. Oh, let's spend the day on that now. You see the verb on that? No. Also, I understand they found a suspicious package at Tempest Storm's house. Okay, let's see how the poll is coming. Remember her? Who? 636 yeah, vote on the poll so far. We'll top that 1100 we had the first time. Of course, that was probably like on a weekday. I don't know. Doesn't seem all that impressive. Jessica Alba has moved to the top 59, but Jessica Simpson 58. Boy, it is tight. Or 56, 59, 56, as in Q56. Which of these women would you like to see naked who you haven't seen naked already? Barbara and Jenna Bush, 49. Barbara and Jenna's what? Jennifer Love Hewitt, 37. Foster Hewitt don't have any yet. Shakira, 35. She's moving way up there. Shania Twain, 25. Good Canadian lady. Heather Locklear, 25. Beyonce Knowles, 24. Anna Cornahoya, 24. Dolly Parton, 22. Why? Jennifer Aniston, 21. I'll just do the 20s. Okay. Kristen Dunst Kirsten. has 20. What did I say? Kristen. Kristen Dunst, 21. Did I say Kristen? That's all right. And uh, don't spell uh, Jessica Beale with, like, Howard Beale. Sandra Bullock, 20. That's that's why Josh got bent out of shape, because it reminded him of Howard Beale. And the fact so, he fell asleep in one of the great movies of all time. I, gotta I can't say, help it, you know. Because we had a conversation. Crime is mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Oh! You wouldn't be staying up till 2, 3 in the morning doing them bedtime stories. So during the break, yes, I uh, did that same thing that you did. I did uh, Google Images on Jessica Beale. Yeah. Nasty, grainy pictures of her, so I sent you a few from my personal collection. <laughs> plus a, a bonus pick. You know, i got to be honest with you. What's the guy, the young guy from... Um, Oh, Supernatural that I like. What was Sam? I, I don't know his name. I keep forgetting to watch that show. I, me too. Because it's, it's just too. fun. There's nothing wrong with it at all. Especially you think I'd be uh, very interested in watching that show, and I would be. But I just keep I've only seen it about two, three times, I guess. Supernatural. Mm -hmm. With them two brothers that sleep in the same room. And Josh is really, he spends a lot of time thinking about that, wondering what that means. You think there's some yeah. symbolism there? I, I got a theory. Yeah. It's brotherly love. Is that what it is? Yeah. Well, the beds are, I mean, they're not, not like right next to each other. And That's at least right. it's, not a it's not a double bed. It's probably not a long trip. The Supernatural TV show, let's see, let me click this on here. Oh, there's w Wikipedia. Oh, no, I don't want that little, uh, more pictures. Here we go. I'll tell you the guy's name. All right. Jared Padalecki. Kind of what? Yeah. I don't know. And he, I, I look at these pictures, and he doesn't look like he does on the TV show. And I maybe he just doesn't have enough makeup on him. It doesn't look the same. You know how pictures go. Huh? You can have good pictures or bad pictures. He still pictures, looks fine. Know. He's a, a cutesy kind of guy, and I know Josh still likes him. Speaking of looks fine, because it's Italian, you always bring up Seventh Heaven because there was somebody on there that you liked. That young cop who got real ugly real fast. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that's there was the, uh, good, uh, several people on there who were good, of well, both, uh, all three sexes. That's where Jessica Biel got her start. So we, yeah, we so what about, her? about her? Nothing, just a point of reference. Well, I never really noticed her all that much. I, 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 I other well, things. And then that's the point exactly. You don't what notice good-looking women unless uh, it comes up oh, in conversation. Oh, that is baloney. Oh, please. Uh -huh. Yeah. You'd have noticed Jessica right Biel. Your own. Jessica Biel would stand out if you uh, noticed it. Now, let me say this to you, okay, because you're trying to justify an idiotic comment you made a few days ago on uh -huh. the show, which right. is totally unjustifiable. No. But I will say this. If there was a really hot young couple walking through a mall like uh, the Eaton Center one day, and I'm sitting there on a bench uh, you know, gazing, yeah, and uh, the guy happened to be, uh, you know, uh, up my alley, so to speak, I, maybe I wouldn't notice her all that much. You're right. 
But if she was like all alone, like this chick that was walking uh, the other day, mm-hmm. uh, how could I help but notice? And for anybody right. to say, oh, I wouldn't look at her. Well, anyway, right. I don't know what idiotic comments well, that you're talking about. What would you be afraid about? of not to look at her? You're afraid that's that you not, might think she was uh, attractive? not fear at all. Hot, smoking? I beg your pardon. You know how some people are into cars? It's, just, yeah. it's hopeless. Yes, it's you hopeless. are. God. Go watch American Hot Wax with Alan Fraud. I'd rather, pour, I'd rather pour some. And Fred, uh, Fred Drescher. Pour some American Hot Wax over Fred Drescher and Jay Leno. Turn her clock back and get rid of man. You could save America a lot of grief by taking care of those two. It's not a good movie. Very corny. But if you were one of those people that grew up during that era in the music, you know, one of them Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers type people, or the, the uh, Danny and the Junior Hooniers, get the honey, Danny and the Hooniers. In fact, I don't know if we can play that one bit. I know we can't play, uh, no, I don't think so. Because uh, I don't remember which pot they're talking about. I think it's uh, the yeah, phone. It is. Yeah, porcelain bus. Well, you never know. They might have been talking about your kind of pot. I don't think there are any uh, sound effects in that. There aren't? No, you're wrong about that. Okay, let's just see how far we can carry that before we have to dump it. Okay. No, you know what? You're right. I just remembered it. (laughs) But by the way, those aren't fart sounds. That's somebody starting a lawnmower in this movie. Yeah, that must be it. Real loud lawnmower. Right. America's increasing acceptance of religious diversity. When did that start? Somebody forgot to send me the memo on that. Doesn't extend to those who don't believe in God, according to a national survey by researchers in the University of Minnesota's Department of Sociology. Oh, religious fanaticism and intolerance. I thought that's what we were fighting all over the world. You know, them Taliban and the Al-Qaeda's and all them uh, fanatical uh, schmata heads. From a telephone sampling of more than 2,000 households, university researchers found that Americans rate atheists below Muslims, recent immigrants, gays and lesbians, and other minority groups in sharing their vision of American society. Atheists are also the minority group most Americans are least willing to allow their children to marry. He's an atheist. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, my goodness. Even though atheists are few in number, it says here, how do they know that? Because a lot of people say they're agnostic, like George. They lie, even though they're really atheists. Yeah, that's what it is. Not formally organized and relatively hard to publicize. What does that mean, not formally organized? Sure they are. I guess these people don't in Minnesota. It's right next door in Wisconsin, the American atheist uh, Anne Gaylord. What is the name of that group? Oh, that's the uh, Freedom from Religion Foundation. Freedom from Religion Foundation, but that's an atheist organization. They're right there in Wisconsin. They could throw a rock right across the lake to uh, that from Minnesota. What a bunch of idiots. They're seen as a threat to the American way of life by a large portion of the American public. And, of course, a large portion of the American public is brainwashed and ignorant and superstitious. Atheists, who account for about 3% of the U.S. population, it says here, offer a glaring exception to the rule of increasing social tolerance over the last 30 years. About 30, man! Says Penny Edgell, associate society, uh, sociology professor and the study's lead researcher, Penny Edgell. She also argues that today's atheists play the role that Catholics, Jews, and communists have played in the past. They offer a symbolic moral boundary to membership in American society. It seems most Americans believe that diversity is fine as long as everyone shares a common core of values that makes them trustworthy. And in America, that core has historically been religious, she says. Oh, how sad. Many of the study's respondents associated atheism with an array of moral indiscretions, ranging from criminal behavior to rampant materialism and cultural elitism. Edgell believes a fear of moral decline and resulting social disorders behind the findings. Oh, yeah, in a country where we're slaughtering people like uh, cattle, where we're shooting people up like... Like killing pigeons in the park, and they're worried about a uh, social decline, moral decline. Americans believe they share more than rules and procedures with their fellow citizens. They share an understanding of right and wrong, she said. And how can anybody know right from wrong unless you got the Bible? The good book says, stone your children if they're disobedient, stone them to death. Our findings seem to rest on the view of atheists as self-interested individuals who are not concerned with the common good. What a crock of crap that is. 
seems to me that atheists are terrified for the common good and trying to protect people from themselves, which is just a waste of time. It's like the QAM thing, same thing. The researchers also, I mean, when you're dealing with people who are that inculcated with crap that are forced to repeat the same uh, rituals over and over and over again, crossing themselves and doing the Hail Marys and doing the whole madrasa business there where they're just repeating the Koran over and over again, or going to shul and repeating a bunch of, of Hebrew words that they have no idea what they'll... Who knows what that means? The researchers also found acceptance or rejection of atheists is related not only to personal religiosity, but also to one's exposure to diversity, education, and political orientation, with more educated East and West Coast Americans more accepting of atheists than their Midwestern county, county parts. Still like them people in Omaha, man. They sure look good to me. And as far as all this crap about moral values, man, they're the horniest, the most uh, promiscuous people in the whole country. He's talking about Mormons? Midwestern people. You know that oh, from your yeah. days in Montana. Yes, I do. Oh, brother. Thank God. Oh, those, those are the, uh, what do they call those states? The, um, the corn-fed states? No, the Bible Belt. No, that's the South. No, no, that's not the South. The Bible Belt is not the South. What okay. are you talking about? So remember what I told you earlier, Josh? Just agree. <laughs> that's right. The I'm Bible sorry. Belt is like the Midwest and parts of the South, like Tennessee, but it's yes. also like uh, uh, Oklahoma, which is South, but it's also like Nebraska, Iowa. Huh? Huh? Yes. Is Nebraska in the South? Yes. Oh, compared to me, yes. Here's one that says, can you add this to the pool? None, I'm a hetero female, says Lisa. A hetero female who likes pole, she says. That's cute. Well, we could put Tom Brady on there for you. Or maybe, what's his name that I just said? Uh, what is his name? Pederast? Oh, Peter- like, I'm going to remember Peter- that? I don't know what his name is. Got a strange name. He still looks pretty good. Sam. Sam and Dave. Sam and Dean from the, uh, whatever that, the Supernaturals. When they sleep in the same room, by the way, and Josh is very concerned that they may be doing something. And if so, he would like to see it. This is Neil Rogers. Oh, my God. This is 560 QAM. This is the Neil Rogers Show. <laughs> this is your brain. <laughs> Any questions? Tonight, on another thrilling 24, Jack Bauer is faced with more than he bargained for. As someone is out to unleash a nuclear bomb or nerve gas, or some other wave of destruction only he and CTU can stop. But just as he has a lead, that person is shot, or thrown down a well, or otherwise killed, just as he or she was going to tell Jack what he needed. The answer is the Meanwhile, back in CTU, there's dirty work afoot, as someone's a double agent, or a triple agent, or a double, triple agent twice removed. And then Jack has to shoot someone because they made him mad. Or they wouldn't talk. Or just because they deserved it. That's the story. Tonight and every Monday. Only on 24. And only on Fox. Fox. It's 1101 at 560 WQAM. So anyway, George uh, emails me a whole bunch of photos of Jessica Beale, including uh, with a song and a dance about she was the chick on 7th Heaven. Well, good for her. She's okay. That one picture, yeah. she looks like she's all sweaty. That's why you like that picture. That's right. She's got uh, good hooters. She's, uh, you know, her body's better than her face. Let me put it that way. She's okay. Let me say it again. Her body's better than her face. Flawless. She's all right. But if you want to see some grainy, nasty pictures of her, yeah. so will the real Jessica Beale please undress? Now, what about that Jules Asner chick? What kind of a name is that for a uh, lady, Jules? <sighs> I don't know what kind of a name it is, but... Uh, well, she don't have any votes, I'll tell you that. Great. Nobody knows who she is. She's on... She's old news. Yeah, that too. Is she as old as Ed Asner? I doubt it. She don't have any votes. Neither does Lauren Holly. Neither does none. I'm a heterosexual female. 
Well, how do you like that? What, what is that? We have no heterosexual females now that we put that on there for Lisa, who had, it was a good point, we left that off. I mean, we've even got, I'm sure that I hate this poll is doing okay. Where is it? Uh, I hate this poll 12, see? And none of them, I'm gay. Nine. Oh, nine reminds me of Robert Creeper. Nine. Yeah. yeah. And the question, uh, two. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon and Singular wireless line. Gay. WQAM. Hello. Greetings. How are you, sir? Okay. Good. Uh, Jules Asner used to be on E. She is Ed Asner's daughter-in-law. She's uh -huh. an Asner by marriage. I see. And she's actually Mia's, if you ask me. So. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> and the same for Jessica Beale, sir. You're absolutely right about her. I just. Uh, I, uh, Overrated. Overrated. Vastly, vastly, and you know what? Uh, uh, actually, but some of my best friends are. But listen, sir, um, you talked several weeks ago about the fiasco about parking the Panther games. Yes. Are you aware that across the street from Pro Player Stadium, they are in the midst of building a super Walmart, and they will have to build the Great Wall of China to prevent people from parking there during Dolphin games? Oh, won't that be bad if they uh, park at Walmart and come across? They'll probably be shot right on I, the I, street there. I think this is a trial balloon by H. Wayne that if, uh, well, he's letting the Panthers do this, if they can charge five bucks across the street from Slaughter. Ten, ten from Walmart. At least, I would think. Listen, yeah, I, 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 you, my birthday is February 29th, and I consider your anniversary my gift every year, and I appreciate everything you do. Well, thanks a lot, sweetheart. See ya. See ya. Bye. He's right, and you're uh, dropping all them little gay, gay. Yeah, you must be gay not to think Jennifer, Jessica Beale's hot. Or blind or something like that. Well, the pictures you sent me leave me kind of limp. Now, well, what is what is this uh, thing that you just oh, sent me? Somebody That's sent the me Bible a, belt? a graphic, yeah, okay. according to Wikipedia. Well, I guess what? This is not very good because it doesn't have Nebraska on there or Colorado or uh, Wyoming uh, or Idaho. Uh, many of the states in the Midwest are also considered to be part of the Bible belt. Indiana is not yeah. included. It's got a black, and then, of course, South Florida is right. left out of the rest of Florida. Right. It's from Wikipedia. Uh, I, oh, it's from Wikipedia? Well, Wik this. This just, uh, I guess that's supposed to be. Well, of course, the Deep South, we know that. But the Bible Belt generally, went, do a Google on it and see what it says. All right. I'll, I'll do a Google on it right now. Do do that. Uh, Jules Asner on it. I'm uh, getting some pictures of Jules Asner. I already saw those. Of Jules? Pretty sure. Because that gay Googled, guy that just I, I called Googled. said she was Mia, so he's either blind no, no, or gay or both. No, he said Jessica Beale. He said both no, of them. No, he, he said, was, oh, okay. He oh, said Jules right, Asner is Mia, so right. is Jessica Beale, so Bible he's a blind gay guy. Wikipedia, the, I don't want that. Get that. An area in which evangelical Protestantism is a pervasive or dominant part of the culture. The best-known Bible Belt covers a number of Midwestern and Southern states. Midwestern and Southern states. Okay. Bible Belts can also be found. Now, this one, I see, this is where this picture came from. because The same thing is popping up here in red. Bible Belts can also be found in other countries, including Canada. Oh, yeah, over in, like in Alberta, all in cowboys. Australia and some parts of Europe. The name derives from the perceived overriding importance of the Christian Bible among evangelical Christian thought and practice. In the U.S., the stronghold of the Bible Belt is typically seen in the South through the colonial foundations of Protestantism in the culture of the region. Major forms were Tidewater Anglicism after the Church of England and Appalachian Presbyterianism after the Church of Scotland. Oh, the Scottish. I thought they all got killed off. Cute. Oh, and see, like here, Kansas, Virginia, northern Florida, Tennessee. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. Uh, oh, hold on. this is pretty interesting. Oklahoma, which I mentioned to you, Oral Ro Anal Roberts is there. Right. Uh, Texas goes without a doubt. Uh, Missouri. And would you say Missouri is in the south? Or like, right, to me, Missouri is in the Midwest. It's right smack that. That's the cent center of the country, right. Missouri. Show me where it is. Right. 
Show it to me, Steve. In Canada, the term is also sometimes used to describe several disparate regions which have a higher-than-average level of church attendance. Oh, these include the majority of rural southern Alberta and Saskatchewan, parts of southern Manitoba, the Fraser Valley of British Columbia, the Annapolis Valley of Nova Scotia, that must be where Fraser Downs is, and the St. John River Valley of New Brunswick. In Australia, the term usually refers to tracts within individual cities, for example, the northwestern suburbs of Sydney focusing on the Bauckham Hills, and northeastern suburbs of Adelaide, focusing on Paradise, Mod Modbury, and Golden Grove, Coconut Grove, whatever. Okay, see the Bible Belt. Just, it's uh, all over the place. Up your belt. The see, the thing about the Bible Belt is those folks are generally loosening their belt and doing a lot of that stuff. Yeah, they I are. mean a lot. With animals, too. With anything, anything that's uh, moving, or even if it's stationary, like a tree. Right. Well, they're animals anyway, so. Let them lose their souls. Five six seven oh five sixty. Well, that guy was pretty interesting, in spite of the fact you kept going uh, like that, just because you don't like Jessica Biel. Uh-huh. I mean, he if you don't think Jessica Biel is as hot as a firecracker, does that make you? Uh, is that what it is? Or maybe no. just bad eyesight, or maybe That's just it. bad taste. I don't know. There are people with bad cataracts, taste. blurry vision. Is that what it is? That's Glaucoma. It. That's it. Okay. WQAM. Hello. Not quite familiar with this word. Uh, okay, we are. We're familiar. A S S. That's the first syllable. WQAM. Hello. Yeah, John. No, this is Neil, not John. Oh, Neil. Hi, how are you? Uh, Pretty good. <laughs> you do it to me every time. Hey, Neil, the Bible Belt, I can confirm. Uh, Nebraska is part of it. It's Missouri. Uh, Missouri. Uh, Iowa. Kansas. Iowa. Well, Southern Iowa. Tennessee, for sure. Indiana. Okay. Well, parts of Indiana, Oklahoma, Mississippi, and Alabama. Right. Okay, but it, it doesn't go any further north of the Mason-Dixon. That Bible felt strong in Tennessee. Well, and, wait, what do you mean it doesn't go north of the Mason-Dixon line? I thought that Nebraska was uh, certainly north of the Mason-Dixon well, okay, line. Well, okay, right, you got And so was Iowa, and so was Montana. But I grew up in Nebraska, and, and I tell you, Wyoming, Montana religion, Bible Belt, buddy. Religion, well, that's what you think. You never been me. in Shelby. Yeah, religion, religion starts south in Nebraska. That's all I can tell you. Hey, I like Nebraska. It's okay with me, man. I was at the Ross, World Series. Ross's State House isn't there anymore. They tore it down years ago. I've heard How about Cassio's? Cassio's still there. But, oh. uh, so it's uh, uniquely as in as in, but all the good steakhouses. And there's Zach Sarban ain't there. The racetrack's not there anymore either. No, not at all. And that's Nebraska spelled backwards, you know. I know that. Okay, You're pretty smart. Thanks a lot for uh, okay. giving me all my info that I already know. Thanks a lot, pal. He's a Nebraska guy, Ax Sarban. Killed some good time, though. It didn't. He was good. Claudia, we've had some great calls this week, and you're such a hard ass. That's right. For the poll, Victoria's Secret model, Adriana Lima, the sexiest, says DP. Okay. Adriana Lima. Is she came to Tony Lima, the, uh, what was he, a golfer? Yeah. He qualifies. Lima. Si. Maybe she's from Peru. Maybe she's Peruvian. Sounds like it. Adriana Lima. Ever been to Peru? <laughs> no. Have you? Well, what are you laughing about? I don't understand why you chuckle when I say this. See, that article about the atheist, the, the last paragraph was the real tell-all. That was the tip-off, that Americans tend to be very parochial. They know little about attitudes of people around, around, and those people are the ones who are, like, terrified of atheism. But if you go, like, to Western Europe, the whole religion thing is most of the churches that are, like, that one bombed-out one in Berlin, you know, it's a leftover hangover from WW2. There's nobody uh, praying or worshiping in there, or like the uh, old church in, in Amsterdam. The hookers are looking right across the, uh, that, that, where I fell down and broke that bone in my hand, right across that uh, Hershey Highway there. The hookers here. Right across the cobblestone road. Man, they got some bad streets. Thank heard. God they fixed up the Rue de Vaseline, the Warmerstraat. You can actually walk on there and not fall down and break your neck. Well, a lot of guys fall down because they're busy looking at them windows, you know, looking at them hookers. 
which I can understand. Although the ones there on the, uh, well, I don't know what the name of that street is, where uh, Kitty Corner, where Al Goldstein used to have the apartment. Use the apartment, remember? Mm-hmm. Uh, there are higher class hookers, better hookers over there. Oh, man, blonde. Wow. Next time you guys go there, you'll be very impressed. Believe me. Can't wait. I'm telling you right on now. On our way. There you walk by, they kind of tap on the window. Hi, honey. Mm. And I keep walking. 712 votes. I keep uh, thinking to myself, boy, you're barking up the wrong tree, honey. <laughs> well, they are. That's one Jessica of the funniest Simpson, things to watch. Jessica Alba, 60. What, which of these women would you like to see naked or you haven't seen naked already? Of course, some of these uh, people in the audience, maybe they've seen them naked like up close and personal, but I sure doubt it. Yeah, send pictures. Yeah. Jessica Simpson, 61, has moved into first place. She's a vote ahead of Jessica Alba. Wow, if we got a horse race. We got a cat fight. Right. Barbara and Jenna Bush, the president's daughter, is 52. Just for old time's sake, just to piss him off. Let's see him naked, doing yeah. each other. Oil Jennifer wrestling. Love Hewitt, 39. <laughs> yeah, that's what uh, Josh is worried about, those brothers in that show. He's very, very concerned. He spends a lot of time worrying about why are these two guys in their 20s. Well, first yeah, of all. Yeah, they're about 40. I mean, well, yeah. No, they're not about 40, okay? We've already been through this. The one's 23 and the other guy's 28. Whatever. Dean. <laughs> It's TV. I, don't always older. I don't know what difference that would make. Is it uh, more safe for guys, brothers who are 40 to be sleeping in the same room, or if they're like in their 20s, it's dangerous? The, the older you are, the gayer you are. Oh, I see. That, yeah. Because it seems to me that if you watch that show at all, that they have no tangible means of income. They're always looking for dad, so they're not getting money from him because they can't find him, whatever that's all about. And uh, so they got to, like, be frugal, man. Yeah, that's a good point. They're always on the road. They're traveling a lot. The car yeah. cost of gas. What do they do for money? I don't know. Well, I'd like to find out, though. Especially a Sam. Mm. By the way, speaking of Mia, since you stopped off right there at... Uh, Sam and Dean? No, at... Uh, what's her three-name three, three name, name? Jennifer Love Hewitt. Jennifer Love Hewitt. She's doing really well on the poll. That's the definition of Mia's. Mousy. Shakira, 38. Anna Cornohoya, 29. I'll uh, Google her in a minute. Beyonce Knowles, 28. Sh 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 Shania, Careful. 20. <laughs> 27. Well, she's Canadian, eh? <laughs> okay. That makes Heather Locklear, shame. 26. Dolly Parton, 24. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston, 23. Kirsten Dunst, 23. Uh, Kirsten, I said it right. Sandra yes. Bullock, 21. Jessica Beale, 17. She's got as many as Howard Beale. Britney Spears, 17. Barbara Eden, 17. That's the only thing that would have made that movie more exciting, is if when he was screaming, I'm as mad as hell, he would have taken his clothes off. That would have been oh, grotesque. Yeah. That's when Josh would have really turned it off. Would have woken him up. Sandra Bullock, 21. Jessica Beale, 17. Britney Spears, 17. Boy, how the mighty have fallen, sweetheart. Tainted goods. Did Barbara Eden, 17. Picture? Sarah Michelle Geller, 16. Oh, Sarah Jessica Parker. That's the meanest one I'm thinking Ooh. of. I mean, just, don't put her on there. Notice she's not. Yeah. And Anybody no one wants to see her naked is obviously right. uh, gay. No uh -huh. question. <laughs> this is Minnie Rogers. Rogers. This is 560 AM. How was that? One moment, please. I'm interrupting the proceedings. In fact, I'm, I'm eliminating this uh, my, my. bit on this break. That, that was unacceptable. Okay, see, it's okay if Tommy does that in a promo, <laughs> and I'm sure that he was instructed to do that by certain individuals. But Wait a minute. We dragged, we dragged his ass in here. No, that was good stuff, Neil. What are you talking about? It's going to give you gas. When you, get, when you have gas, you, you do a raspberry. Well, guess what? To you. How do you like that? That, that's like where it. we draw the line. Do it again, okay? do it again. That business I told you before to bark it down, cross that off. I just changed my mind. Oh, God. This goes to show you the double standard we have on this radio station, man. We got Joyce over there in Naples. We got Joe Bell, who acts like a uh, quadriplegic, like a, like a lump on a chair, who's uh, just uh, smiling and laughing, you know. And in the meantime, we got t little Tommy there doing <laughs> like that. We'll give you gas. <laughs> Play that again. I want to hear that again. Back it up. Yeah. Yeah, just to be sure. That's a fart. I could smell it all the way up here.
saw any brown raspberries. Haven't you? Not yet. At least not on the way in. Oh, El Monte, California is where they had that uh, package, that suspicious package, but it's been uh, disabled. And uh, this, they showed that uh, hazmat guy. Did you see that? Yeah. It looked like a styrofoam cooler, like maybe somebody left a couple of weenies in there or something, uh-huh. a couple of marshmallows. And he's, he's walking, you know, very stiff and holding a, oh, please, give me a break already. Suspicious package. <laughs> oh. Yeah, when that thing comes up again, I want to hear that real loud and clear. Okay, I don't because we, think we it's got going a real, to. We got a real crisis here that just developed in the last couple of minutes of QAM. We got what I call a real, real uh, separate set of standards going on here. Yeah, I got a feeling it won't come up again. Yeah, it won't. Well, what do you mean by that? He, Why not? He changed it. Well, what do you mean he changed it? Here's what That's happened. See? He told me, you know, plug this, pro, uh, this rejoin in, so I did it. And then Miguel came in and said, hey, don't play that rejoin in the middle of the break. And what happened was, is he goes, okay, it's cool to go, but it obviously didn't transfer because yeah, the well, that was a raspberry, by the way, right? I noticed. Yeah, no, actually, it was a boysenberry. <laughs> well, what are you laughing about? That was a boysenberry. <laughs> I know the, I know that if, the I know my fruit, if anybody would know their fruits, it would be me. No, <laughs> not arguing with me. <clears throat> that's a raspberry. That's right. I'm not arguing with you at all. Right. This childish crap that's going on here, you know, it's not only like we got our hands tied behind our back, like we got a, uh, that, that red rubber ball that used to be in Joyce's mouth, like all of us have got that. Now, we can't say anything. And now on the, on the rejoins, they're doing a uh, stick there with uh, fart sounds on the air. The audience heard it. They heard it. Heard what? We should have dumped it. That would teach him. Well, what do you mean it's not going to run again? Miguel came in and said what? In other words, Miguel's got his fine finger in that? Yeah, I, I believe it. Miguel right, had his finger in it and, uh, yeah, and, and Tommy pulled it out real quick. That's what made that sound. <laughs> it was a sucking yeah. sound. Rectum. Yeah, that's it. Now you got it. There you is some real chaos. spanky going on this radio station, man. It's you just, seen I, I think a chaos. lawsuit is in order here. A big, fat, massive lawsuit. I was thinking before about how they're destroying my credibility, but again, that line isn't any good when you work on this station because once That's you walk right. in the door, you leave your, you check your credibility at the door at QAM. That was that first contract you signed, right? Yeah, when Greg was uh, lying through his teeth and had to write uh-huh. his own personal check to pay me for the talent fees. Oh, well, you weren't on the air. Huh? Yeah, right. Oh, Greg said to say hi, by the way. I saw him yesterday. Tell him to bite it, okay? <laughs> Tell him to eat cheese. <laughs> That's right. Tell him to sniff it. <laughs> And Greg was in and said, hi, get out of here, okay? In fact, our sales manager was in this morning, and every time we talk to Joe Bell and the sales guy, they're telling us about how long it's going to take to clean up the mess that was left behind, Greg. And we know that it's true. Although it's a pretty lame excuse for their uh, inability to do anything. Putting us in the turlet, man. I-, I guarantee you, I know exactly how Leo and those people, what was the broad in that movie? That bitch is very annoying. Which movie? The, in the Titanic. What, oh, what was her name? Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. Oh, it's perfect for Leo. What a, a match made in heaven. But anyway, I know how those people on Titanic felt because we're on it. And we're about three-quarters of the way down. You can smell it already. We're going down. The only reason the people across the street aren't going to do any better is because the crap that they put on the air. That's why. They're, they're too stupid to realize it. On All Lease Radio 790. Wow. That, that, that was just, I mean, I, I am sitting here. I can't even believe it. And then because he says raspberry after that, 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 was, that <laughs> yeah. was supposed to, like, that, that was supposed okay. to sanitize it. Raspberry. Disclaimer. Yeah. And we got a disclaimer after the uh, fart sounds now. <laughs> that's like. The toilet paper it cleans it right I mean, up. Occasionally, we'll do like a, a live one, you know, in raspberry, just just to make sure to cover our ass, so to speak. Oh, excuse me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, just to God. make sure we don't get joist, don't leave ourselves open for uh, some kind of a repercussion. But that was not unacceptable. I heard it. <laughs> heard what? I heard that fart sound in that promo, and I, you, don't tell me it disappeared either. You got it. You better hold on to that for it the. Doesn't, it doesn't work that way. 
You better hang on to it. What well, doesn't work well? I mean, we have the recording, can... the re- recording, but no, the, the audio vault, as you know, fires oh. off whatever is in the system, and Tommy has the ability to put things in and take things and out. And take them out. And so all of a sudden, system. that's going right. to vanish. Maybe. Well, guess what? I'm sure we got the tape. We got tape running on the show. Yes. So I, I think there's going to be a massive lawsuit going on here against this place, against the Beasley Corp. That stock's going to be worth about six cents on Monday. You'll see. going to sue their fat ass. Little Tommy with his fart sounds now. Isn't this great? And what, what's Miguel got to do with that? What, what's Listen, he got to do with it? It's a, it's a promo for something that the promotions department is doing, so Miguel orders those promos to be produced. When yeah. Tommy told Miguel what he had done, Miguel came in here diving on the board trying to stop Josh from playing it, but it was too late because, as you know, once a break is fired off in the audio vault, there Miguel is Miguel no, was in there diving on there Josh? Yeah, you should have seen it. Oh, God. There were arms and legs and limbs everywhere. I didn't know where one ended and the other one began. But it was too late because Josh was already into the break. I don't care who break. you are, you fairy. So then, well, this this is real live on the air drama, folks. And so you're, then, you're witness to it. So then, it got on the air, and Miguel yeah, ran into Tommy's sure office and insisted that he remove that before any more. Well, let me ask you something. Records. Who the hell is Miguel all of a sudden? He's the promotions guy. What's right. he got to do with programming? Is he, right. me, is he also, did we miss his name on that memo with the Beast and Robert Creeper, little Robert Creeper, yeah. and Clarence and his boyfriends? Is he also boyfriends with the... Like I said in the beginning. the same English, language as Miguel. Like I said in the beginning, Miguel is the promotions director, so he can order promos for promotional events. Yeah, but who is occurs. he to decide what's the content, what's on he the urine? He doesn't. Yeah. So then why was he diving on Josh? Because Maybe he knew that it would be a bad thing Maybe if that promo got on the air. about those two brothers sleeping in the same room in a motel. What? I said, uh, to hell with it. That's what I said. I, I take back what I said before. Good, I, I'm, I'm, good. I'm just going to raise hell with these people. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play 4,000 fart sounds on Friday. Oh, Next right. Friday. We're going to promo it all week long. Hey, it's been they're nice working with you, Tommy. All, they'll all be assorted fruits. Yeah, it's going, Tommy's fault. I'll be going to those rock shows. I like Tommy a lot. I'll be visiting ass. See you in the parking lot after work. Yeah, he's going to get joiced. Hard. He wouldn't look at the best part of that bitch. And Have a good I'm, part. From what I'm hearing, what you, couldn't find it. you couldn't find it with a search party and a flashlight and a compass. God. You might find that rubber ball in her mouth. 26 past 11 at WQAM. It's only a bunch of fruits. This Don't is panic. Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. you bastard. Absolutely. you hate, but I'm an idiot, and I think they're really great, I doubt that you can't handle one or two, much less all eight, eight sounds that you hate, the men from the boys, they will surely separate, I'll tell you what they are, guaranteed you'll go, I like fingernails on a blackboard When people crack their neck or their knuckles When I rub styrofoam together That just make me chuckle <laughs> Eight sounds you can't stand Which you could tolerate if you were a handsome man I am Add to the list of eight A fork and a knife Scraping on a plate, scraping on a plate, scraping on a plate. Here's one I really love. You might want to try it. Give me feedback. 
in my headphones. Oh yeah, that's more like it. A little more, little more over there, little more. Yeah, it sounds so unique. Now let's review so you can really, really freeze. Fingernails on a platform. When people crack their neck or their knuckles, rub and styrofoam together. Cause it makes me chuckle. I like brand new sneakers on a gym floor. Raising an aluminum window. When the dentist is drilling my molars. That makes me say bingo. My boy singing on his record. Utensils on fine china. If these sounds give you the shivers, that makes you a whiner. Hey, do you go nuts if someone bites their fork like this? Cause I love it. Here, I'll do it again. Do you have a nervous system left? How about the squeegee wiping a window while I crack my neck? <laughs> Suffer, you wimps. Suffer, wimps. Oh, wait. I got one more. Oh, I got one more, too. As a matter of fact, I just looked up uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt, the gallery of pictures, and she said, Eisner? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Talk about Mousy. Yes. You're right about that, bitch. We agree. Wow. She's in fourth place. I know. Oh, my God. She's a tiny little person with big boobs. That's what that's man. all about. She is mousy. She makes Christina uh -huh. look like a man. That's how mousy Cold she is. Pinched. But she's in fourth place with 44 votes behind Jessica Simpson, who's got 65. Jessica Alba, 64. The uh, Bush daughters are 54, doing well in third. Barbara and Jenna. And Jennifer Love Hewitt's got 44. Oh, brother. Shakira, 39, is right on her ass. What about Jennifer Connelly? Oh, I guess we've seen. Have we seen her naked? No. Yes. We saw her. We did. Yes. In what? In the hot spot, uh, first and foremost. We saw her hot spot. Uh, no, but her boobs. No. Shania Twain, thirty. Look at that. Got thirty, man. Beyonce Knowles, twenty-nine. Anna Cornelia, twenty-nine. Heather Locklear, twenty-seven. What about Kate Smith? Oh, she's dead. Who? Dolly Parton, twenty-six. Kristen Dunst, twenty-five. Jennifer Aniston, twenty-three. Sandra Bullock, twenty-two. That's bad. She, she just, I don't know. Yeah, she's just too pristine to be naked. That's just not her bag. She's a liar. Maybe it is her bag. And Where? Britney Spears, only 20. She kicked ass the first time five That's years right. ago. Had 131. She beat Anna Kornhoyer by almost 50 votes. I asked 45 you, but it got, to be exact. It what? got lost in the shuffle. Did you see that bonus picture I sent of her walking down the street here recently? Who's that? The Britney bonus picture. No, I didn't. I, didn't, I got rid of those pictures. Oh, okay. Because that's, that's why. That's what she looks like now. Ooh, Brittany? Typical white trash, just trailer trash. Filth. Yeah. Ma. Uh -huh. yeah. Well, she, well, look what she uh, was married to there That's briefly. A... I think it rubbed off. Briefly. Thousands of demonstrators marched in Milwaukee. And Miguel will come running back in for this story. This is right up his alley. Thousands of demonstrators marched in Milwaukee yesterday to oppose tough anti-immigration legislation sponsored by the Republican Congressman Jim Sensenbrenner. House Resolution 4437 would make all undocumented immigrants felons and require all employers to verify the immigration status of its employees. All them illegal aliens. Oh, excuse me, illegal aliens. Oh, wait a minute. Andy in Miami Beach says, I wanted to point out to you that Beasley stock is down over 25% this month alone and nearing its all-time low. Good, and deservedly so. Wall Street is finally waking up to how poorly managed the company they are. Don't buy Beasley stock, whatever you do, folks, okay? My God, this is a company? Down to 6.7. Don't buy BBGI. 
Also interesting, four of the top seven on your poll live in Miami. Alba, Shakira, Beyonce, and Cornelia. Suzanne. Jessica Alba lives here? I beg your pardon? Jessica Alba is here. In That's town. what Andy hey. says. Hey, Jessica. Anyway, the House has already passed Sensenberger's bill, and Senator Bill Fist, Republican Tennessee, has introduced a companion bill in the Senate that would also make it a felony to be in the U.S. without the proper paperwork. George, you got your papers? Yes, I do. Carry them with me every day. Harold? No. Roll Ella Harold. That's the one you need. J-O-B. Sensenbrenner said in a statement last year that this bill would help regain control of our borders and prevent illegal immigration as well as help strengthen and promote our compassionate and welcoming legal immigration system. About 30,000... Protesters Thursday marched into downtown Milwaukee as part of a demonstration titled Day Without Latinos. Oh, can you imagine if we had a demonstration in South Florida called A Day Without Latinos? <laughs> I think it would be a different kind of demonstration, but a lot of people would show up. In which Latinos were encouraged... <laughs> That's funny. Were encouraged to take time from their jobs to march according to Voces de la Frontera, which organized the event. A police spokesman said the crowd was between 10 and 15,000. And they're saying... Dozens of Milwaukee businesses also closed yesterday in protest. A Day Without Latinos, the theme, the theme of the Milwaukee protest, borrows its name from the 2004 comedy called A Day Without a Mexican, in which California wakes up one day to find its Hispanic residents have inexplicably disappeared. And they're all going, all right. yeah! The Milwaukee March, well, of course, then they can't get that cheap labor. That's right. The Milwaukee March was one of several recent protests organized across the nation by groups opposed to immigration bills considered by Congress. The Senate Judiciary Committee has till Monday vote on the competing legislation, but one Senate aide said the prospect on senators taking action didn't seem bright. The aide called negotiations in the Senate slow going and predicted a slowdown and showdown over the vote. Democrats are saying that the first and sense of measures go too far, especially the provisions that threaten to criminalize anyone who helps an undocumented immigrant, like George. This bill would literally criminalize the Good Samaritan and probably even Jesus himself, said Hillary Clinton. Good old Hillary. The website for Voices de la Frontera, which in Spanish means Voices from the Border, no kidding, states that in addition to turning immigrants into felons and pressuring employers, Sensenbrenner's bill could also affect immigrants' driving privileges and emergency medical care. Well, they better learn from South Florida, man. The first thing you do with illegal aliens is give them a driver's license and a beat-up old 57 Chevy, right? Right. Now we're talking. The Iraq War is now as unpopular at home as the Vietnam War was in 1968, but in the absence of a military draft and a clear way out, Americans aren't taken to the streets, analysts say. Except, of course, for those a day without Latino people. Protests marking the third anniversary of the war drew less than 10,000 people in major U.S. cities over last weekend, according to reporters and police counts, despite polls showing broad public displeasure with the war. Well, the public is a little bit like, a little lethargic. Compared to Vietnam, the Iraq war is remarkable for how quickly it lost public support, said John Mueller, a political scientist at Ohio State University, who makes that possible that anywhere near that uh, Greenfield. By the way, George said it at his public they were out of stock. They had the uh, been there, yeah. but no uh, Dreamfields. They had the Good. Uh, where it had been. My blood sugar is great. I've lost uh, five pounds, man. I feel great. In fact, that's what I'm going to have for lunch today. About 3, 30, 4 o'clock, I'm going to have me a nice bowl of Dreamfields pasta with meat sauce, sliced olives. Oh, yeah. Fry up that ground beef and a little olio oliva. With 2,000 dead in this war, supporters dropped to the point that it took 20,000 dead in Vietnam at the time of the Tet Offensive in 68, he told AFP. But if Americans aren't marching in the streets to voice their discontent, it's largely because the alternative to war is not clear and because in the absence of a military draft, they're simply not affected by the conflict. This war, as bad as it is, touches a far smaller percentage of the population than Vietnam did, says Charles Franklin, political science professor at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. You do see peace rallies on the Madison campus, but you don't see anything like the anti-Vietnam rallies and riots that they had back here in the 60s. Not one of our students is being drafted in the military. Not many are volunteering also, he noted. 
That does dramatically reduce the self-interest that people have in opposing the war. It leaves you with core peace activists. They're a smaller group than certainly you saw in the 60s. Well, it's a different kind of America, too. You had people all uh, foaming, and you had rebellion, man. Open rebellion. And then, of course, there was always Kent State. And Nixon said, hey, rebel against this. And so, oops. Peace activists, meanwhile, insist the anti-war movement is growing. Brian Becker of the Anti-War Coalition Answers said the group decided to focus on neighborhood-based protests instead of mass mobilizations on the third anniversary of the war. At a rally in the working-class Bronx neighborhood of New York, 500 people marched through a busy commercial area and got huge support. Everyone was waving, honking their horns, and taking literature. He said, these are people who don't have the resources to get on a bus and come to Washington. Peace activists say their meetings are drawing new faces, and protest opponents have all but vanished. A crowd of about 115 met in rural Parkersburg, West Virginia, near the home of war hero Jessica Lynch, for an anti-war rally on Sunday. They came to hear the Iraq and Iraq war veteran and the mother of a wounded soldier. For this area, it was a pretty big turnout, said Walt Oville of Wood County Democrats. The county has lost three soldiers in Iraq. Another public opinion snapshot will come with an April 4th being the troops' home referendum being held in 32 municipalities in the western midwestern state of Wisconsin. Organizers say a signature gathering campaign in politically diverse parts of Wisconsin put the issue on a ballot, but they have no idea about the outcome. Bring the troops home. Amen. Now, right now, nope. and as far as the Iraqis are concerned, uh, let them lose their souls. This is Neil Rogers. Call each other. The Israelis, the Arabs, if you want to have a good time, kill each other. Leave us alone. Oh, oops. Yeah. Hang on a second. Let me get around oops, the uh, other side there. I think Tommy uh, killed the audio vault. Hang on. With that raspberry. Keep stalling. Keep stalling with what? Stalling. Not to my knowledge. No. Yeah. I think Tommy done it. Don't you? And by the way. What are you okay. Here we go. <laughs> Do you know who I am? I'm Mo Green. I made my bones when you were going out with cheerleaders. What's the name of that thing? Seen floating both the suds in the bath. Right on. What's important to a man? And what can he keep out of his hands? Can you dig it? And man, that shaft is one big mother. Hey, just talking about my shaft. Until the surgery, all the ladies disappointed and laughed. Now my shafts are missile craft. Their jaws hang open wide as they gasp. Oh my god. Oh my god. Screw you, Isaac Hayes. It's 11:46, 14 till noon yeah. at QAM. For this, this is one of my all-time favorite stories. You know, they say the Lord helps those who help themselves. Well, that's what the Bush family does too. Yeah, they do. Keep help it themselves. in the family. That's right. Remember, we had the story about uh, Bush's uncle the other day. Right. Former First Lady Barbara Bush donated an undisclosed amount of money to the Bush-Clinton-Katrina Fund with specific instructions that the money be spent with an educational software company owned by her son, Neil Bush. Neil, God! Since then, the Ignite Learning Program has been given to eight area schools that took in substantial numbers of Hurricane Katrina evacuees. Mrs. Bush wanted to do something specifically for education and specifically for the thousands of students flooding in the Houston schools, said Jean Becker. Former President Bush's chief of staff, Bush 1, she knew that HISD was using the software program, and she's very excited about this program, so she wanted to make it possible for them to expand the use of this program. I see. Isn't that the same program that our fat-ass Governor Jeb Bush uh, instituted in the state of Florida? Yes, That's right. it is. Yes. Which just happens to be developed by Neil Bush. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So who was the uh, savings and loan uh, scandal guy? Right, from the uh, Silver Rock. Oh, oh, that's the same guy? That's the same oh. guy. Yeah. Same Neil Bush. Speaking of crazy people in Scientology, you fairy. When it comes to furniture and his love for Katie Holmes, Tom Cruise just couldn't help himself. Mm. Boy, does he make me want to vomit. Yep. 
The megastar was the guest of honor. You know, it's, it's well, there's a lot of closeted famous people, okay, and they, they do make me ill, and they got all that money, and they got nothing to lose, and they got nothing but uh, no, no, no balls at all. But the fact of the matter is, he just he carries it to a new extreme, you know. Even Tom Selleck didn't hold as many, or Michael Jackson never held as many press conferences to deny that they were gay as, as this guy. I'm going to sue you. I'm going to sue you. Yeah, right. Sue this. I think he's a boy named Sue. The megastar was the guest honor at Yahoo's quarterly influential speakers event Tuesday at the company's headquarters in Sunnyvale, California, bantering with Chief Executive Terry Samel and answering questions from the crowd. After an impromptu arm wrestling match with Samel, Cruz jestingly re recreated his Oprah sofa hopping episode, this time on a chair, to trumpet his joy about his fiancée and their soon arrive offspring. You believe me? He reminds me of George Bush, you know? Keeps repeating it over and over. You believe me now? You've been mm -hmm. buying it yet? No. Oh. Then he brought the very pregnant Holmes onto the stage where he beamed and patted her round belly. Probably the first time he touched her. And yes, he then sealed the interlude with a kiss. Oh, that convinces me. TV's Inside Edition broadcast a happy event last night. Aren't you excited about that? Thrilled sealed to with that. a kiss. I can hear Brian Highland singing right now on Dot Records. Sealed with a kiss. Right. I thought Bobby Vinton did that. No. Well, he did that too, but it was a cover. You're right. Here's Bar Brian Highland. Come oh. on, Brian. If you'll ever start. You can do it, Brian. Good God, where's that? He reminded me a little bit of Brandon DeWilla. A little bit of hang time over here. Like. He was all right. Hey, Brian, come on. You can do it. There you go. Jeez. By the way, speaking of Brian, tell Chicken Neck his uh, thing is in the mail. I will. Hey, your Chicken Neck is in the mail, and you're grimacing. Oh, nice taco. Nobody hits the post like I do. That's what I heard. Gary Lewis redid this? What? Gary Lewis redid this? Well, Let me he said, count me out. Oh. No, we don't want to hear Gary Lewis. You actually have Gary Lewis, and the and that wasn't a hit. From 68. No, no. Kill Trust it. me, it was a top ten. Get out. If I have it, it was a top ten at least. And then if that's not good enough... Yeah. Bobby Vinton. Yeah, in 72. Yeah, we just can't get enough of this song. I wonder how much bowling he did in Buffalo with those white socks. Gary Lewis. Goodbye is a good idea. <laughs> uh, I don't see it. I I'm sorry, but I don't see it. Well, a seal by the kiss rate in number, no, it was in top 20. Got to be number 19. Okay. So July 27, 20. 68. Nine weeks. It was a Robert Creeper favorite because it was nine weeks on the chart, the Billboard charts. Incredible. So you can't mess with me. What are you eating now? Yes, that was John the Baker. What do you got? All for me. Pizza from, uh, from Tony. Oh. oh. Well, we don't want to say that. Oh, and look at that. He also did, Gary Lewis must have had a thing for Brian Highland because he also did Save Your Heart for Me. First recorded by Brian Highland in 63. It was the number one adult contemporary hit for three weeks. Save Your Heart. I remember that. Uh, you got it? Save Your Heart for Me? Yeah. Well, oh, that's cornball, man. Even Pat Boone was so better than that in Love Letters in the Sand. Remember? Mm hmm Come on, Gary. You can do it. Oh, yeah, I remember. Oh. Could he sing or what, huh? Could he belt out a half an ounce of sound? No. Yeah, this is 40. Guess, oh, how, guess how long this is. Though, don't don't you have Count Me In? You must have Count Me In. If you yeah. got all these marginal. But guess how long this song is for? Eh. <laughs> oh, bless you. There it is. Count Me In. I'm telling you. Count Me Out. Anyway, it was 158. says, count me out. One minute, 58 seconds for that Save Your Heart for Me. Yeah, how about um, Stay by Maurice Williams? I think 148 or something like that. 
always talking That's a good song. That was his best song, Tommy. This time in the ring was a bigger hit. 140. Stay Maurice Williams. 140. I told you. I told you. And Fats Domino had some real short ones, too, and, and songs as well. How long was that walking by Fats Domino? That was pretty short. I don't have it. I have walking to New Orleans and... Uh, no, no. I'm well. walking. I don't have I'm walking. No. Well, why not? Okay, that's enough. Maurice Williams and Stay. It's uh, about 10 seconds long. Big hit. Bond suit on deck. Oh, Josh is going to be really upset about this. If you think he's P.O.'d about those two brothers sleeping in the same bed. If Barry Bond's lawyer asks a judge this morning to seize the profits from the explosive new book, Game of Shadows, the author's attorneys will be waiting on the courthouse steps to fire back with a lawsuit of their own. You go, boys. Kick his ass. Phony. He has no right to anyone's profits, and he has no right to stop information. Eva Burton, general counsel for the Hearst Corporation, which owns the San Francisco Chronicle, told the Daily News yesterday, I think his chances of success are close to zero. In other words, oh. just like that. Just like the numbers of the station across the street. Close to zero. Michael Raines, Bond's attorney, said yesterday he'll seek a temporary restraining order against the Chronicle and reporters Mark Fainaru Waita and Lance Williams, who co-authored the book, publisher Gotham Books and Sports Illustrated, which published an excerpt of Shadows two weeks ago. Notably, the suit Raines expected to file in California Superior Court in San Francisco is not for libel. Rather than challenge the facts in the book, Bond's lawsuits expected to argue that the writers got their information, including secret grand jury testimony and investigators' notes, illegally. He wants an injunction to stop sales of the book and seize all profits from it. So they don't deny anything in the book. The authors will counter sue under California's strong anti-slap that stands for Strategic Lawsuit Against Public Participation Statute, which prevents parties from using the courts to stifle free speech. Generally, the law is used to keep large corporations from suing critics to silence them, like Walmart. Defendants suspect Reigns is simply trying to find some way to let his client save face. He has to be able to say to his buddies, I sued him in order to resurrect his reputation, said a lawyer for one of the defendants, speaking on the condition of anonymity. It's hard to win a libel case when the story is right. The book's publishers also offered unconditional support for the authors. We at Gotham Books are shocked that Barry Bonds would take such a foolish step, Gotham said in a statement. Any respected First Amendment lawyer in America knows that his claim is nonsense. Nonsense. B.S. Barry. God. Maybe that's what the B.B. stands for in his name. A B.B. brain. The book released yesterday says that Bond started taking hardcore steroids and human growth hormone before the 99 season, contradicting claims that he unknowingly took steroids provided by the Balco lab. He was smearing it. Rectum. All over. Adam Warshaw, California business and real estate attorney who successfully sued under the slap statute, said Bond's lawsuit could easily backfire. The court's going to look at whether there's truth to the accusations. Frankly, the guy's opening a real can of worms because they're going to have to testify about whether he's done these things, Warshaw said. It sounds to me like Bonds is saying, do something, come up with something. Can't you do something to stop this? Burton said that Bonds himself was recently partnered with the Chronicle in a slap suit against one of his former physicians, Andrew Carver, who sued Bonds and the paper. We actually won that case with Bonds, and he's about to deposit a check for it, she said. As for the brewing legal battle, she said, this type of litigation does not strike me as ringing with validity, meaning Bonds' suit. If Range files a lawsuit today, then Hearst's attorneys will immediately file theirs, whether Bonds' request is successful or not. Fanner Weta, who appeared on Sportsnet uh, New York TV's Daily News, News Live yesterday, said he's not worried about any legal challenges. We stand fully behind the reporting for the book and are confident in its accuracy, and so is Josh Cordes, even though he denies it, because he says Barry Bonds is the greatest baseball player ever lived, which we say, yeah, your mama, get out of here. You had to be joking when you said that, of course. No, definitely not. Oh, my God. How, uh, sacrilegious, man. A punk like you that knows Major League Baseball, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know uh, Willie Mays from uh, Billy Mays. The guy that sells that uh, smear stuff on TV. Right, Jessica Biel is good looking. Well, what the hell's Jessica Biel got to do with Willie Mays? Yeah, huh? leave her out of this. Yeah. She's innocent. What the hell's she got to do with Mickey Mendel and all those other Jewish ball players? Like Al Rosen. Bonds. And Hank Greenberg. And Hank 
Goldberg, Gary Uethbos, Neil Rogers, Ford Bond. This is 560 QAM. This is Mark Morgan. It's the 12 to 1 hour on QAM. KTEL presents over 748 of the greatest songs of love, especially for the lady in your life by Jerry Lewis. Lady, when I'm with you, I'm crazy. So many love songs for your lady, all interpreted by the love meister himself, an inimitable superstar entertainer, Jerry Lewis. And you'll get your favorite lady love song. Lady, 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 across my big red It's an amazing compendium of 748 love songs for your lady, all digitally remastered and all performed by the masterful superstar, Jerry Lewis. Hi, this is Jerry, inviting you to join me on KTEL Records as we pay a very special musical tribute to the lady. You'll get this Aerosmith classic. Hey, hey, you look like a lady. Hey, hey, you look like a lady. It's Jerry. It's a little old lady with a pair of tweezers. And Ellen Reddy's hit never sounded better. That ain't no way to treat a lady. No way to treat your lady a woman. And listen to Jerry's amazing interpretation of this super hit from the King of Pop. You are the lady with my wife. You are the lady with a knife. Jerry Lewis. Oh, yeah. How about that man? That's 748 fabulous lady songs on 35 CDs or 128 track tapes. All remixing glorious motto from the original cassette masters. And it's a collection you'll cherish, your friends will love, and your lady will never forget. It's all yours for 17 easy payments of only $32.95, and it's only from KTEL Records. You can tell it's KTEL. We yell. And you wonder why his kids stopped speaking? A lot of people thought it was from the trauma of seeing his buddies getting blown to bits in Vietnam. That could have been part of it, but... If Jerry Lewis was your daddy, you'd probably like her claim I'd uh, change my name. Stare off into space a lot. 1202 at 560. Here's the follow-up. Here's the, re- the rest of the story on uh, Barbara Bush, Babs. Okay. Uh, Martha Washington. As Barbara Bush spent two hours championing her son's software company at a Houston middle school yesterday morning, a watchdog group questioned whether the former first lady should be allowed to channel a donation to Neil Bush's Ignite Learning Company through Houston's Hurricane Katrina Relief Fund. It's strange that the former first lady would want to do this. If her son's having a rough time of it, couldn't she write him a check? Said Daniel Borichaw, founder of the American Institute of Philanthropy, a Chicago-based charity watchdog group. Maybe she isn't aware that people could frown upon this. Some critics said donations to a tax-deductible charitable fund shouldn't benefit the Bush family. Others questioned whether the Houston Independent School District violated district policy by allowing the company to host a promotional event on the school campus. HISD officials said the event at Fleming Middle School, where Bush met with 40 educators and business leaders, did not violate policy. The school is among eight area campuses that received the Ignite curriculum on wheel systems because of Bush's donation of an undisclosed amount to the Bush-Clinton-Houston Hurricane Relief Fund. She gave specific instructions that part of the money be sent to the Scottish Space School Foundation. She asked that the group in turn use the money to buy eight Ignite systems valued at 3800 bucks each for Harris County schools with large numbers of Hurricane Katrina evacuees according to Bush and fund officials. I said to George one day, maybe it's sort of selfish of me, but I'd like to give something I could see the results of, she told the crowd. The thing I knew about was the cow. Huh. Well, she has a mirror. I see. She said she hopes the donation will encourage other companies and individuals to give both time and money to public schools strapped by Hurricane Katrina. Bush said her son's company couldn't have afforded the donation on its own. They gave a lot. They couldn't give more, she said. They'd love to give more, but they're a small little company. 
Steve Maislin, president of the Greater Houston Community Foundation, which is administering the $979,000 relief fund that Bush donated to, said the donation was made legally and properly. Mrs. Bush wanted to support the local hurricane effort. He said she could have done it directly. She chose to do it through here to get the word out about the fund. Fleming ruled out the red carpet for Bush. Color Guard members from Wheatley High School and band members from Kashmir, or is that Kushmir? Kushmir and Tukas High School performed. Three Hurricane Katrina evacuees who now attend Fleming spoke about why they enjoy using the curriculum on wheels. It makes me laugh, said Bison Smith, a 15-year-old Fleming student. I really do enjoy the cow. Hmm. Uh-huh. Well, HISD has a policy that prevents the district and schools from endorsing or promoting the merit of a brand name or trademark products. Houston officials defended the event. Nancy Lomax, a longtime parent activist in HISD, said the district shouldn't have allowed the event to be held during school hours. HISD, as a matter of policy, doesn't endorse products. I think they're getting way off course, their own moral course, she said. I can understand that HISD is in an awkward position to accept a gift from a powerful person, but at the same time turn it around and make it a dog and pony show is disgusting, she said. Disgusting, and it goes on. It'll be on our website when uh, Josh gets around. That's when it feels like it. Huh? That's disgusting. One of these days, as soon as they're through with lunch. What was the lunch from? Oh, right. Yeah. Which of these women would you most like to see naked who you haven't seen naked already? We got 861 votes. We'll get that 1,000 easy today. If we couldn't get 1,000 votes on this, then our whole audience had to be gay. With so far, how many How many we got those those kind? Uh, 17. 1.9%. Where the hell are all the gay guys? So you well, as soon as they heard this poll, it scared them away. Uh, Jessica Simpson, 72. Jessica Alba, 69. Man, that is a cat fight. They're duking it out. Oh, I'd love to see that. Barbara and Jenna Bush, president's daughters, 57. They're a respectable third, just like they were the first time we took the poll. Their competitors have changed on both sides all around, but they're a solid number three, is what they are. Rock solid. And, uh, well, <laughs> that too. Jennifer Love Hewitt, 49. That makes me want to pee. Mm-hmm. Shakira, 43. Shania Twain, 34. Beyonce Knowles, 32. Anna Cornelia, 31, who's dropped way down, way off that big perch. Dolly Parton, 29. They're Parton. It's hard to find out where, but they're parting. Uh, Kirsten Dunst, 27. Jennifer Aniston, 24. Sandra Bullock, 24. Britney Spears, 21. Oh, my God. Down 110 from that first poll. She has slid off the face of the globe. Her globes have faded. Faith Hill, 20. Barbara Eden, 20. Uh, Sophia Vergara, uh, 19. Jessica Beale, 18. No matter how you spell it, she ain't much. Daisy Fuentes, 18. Sarah Michelle Geller, 18. Sandra, uh, what's her name? Day O'Connor, don't have any. Nikki Cox, 18. Uh, Janet Reno don't have any yet. And neither is Donna Shalili or Sister Jean. None of them. I'm gay, 17. I hate this poll, 16. None. I'm a heterosexual female, 14. we got 14 women. Straight ones, anyway. Mariah Carey, 14, with that one huge booby in the middle of her forehead. Jerry Ryan, 13. Christina Applegate, 10. Cindy Margolis, 9. Tiffany Amber Thiessen, 9. Winona Ryder, 8. Martina Hingis, 7. Melissa Joan Hart, 6. Tara Banks, 6. Gwen Stephanie, Stefani, 5. Christina Aguilera, 5. As uh, J. Michael Wilson used to say, I'm Keener, 13. Squeak, squeak. Rodney the Rodent. Uh, Allie Landry, 5. Uh, Greg Landry, don't have any. Julia Roberts, 5. Adriana Lima, 4. Hillary Duff, 4. 4 for Duff. They want to see Duff naked. Lindsay Lohan, 4. Look at that. Hillary Duff Lindsay. Tia Leone, 4. You think there's something symbolic there? Vivica Fox, 4. I think there's... What are you going to do about it, you fairy? Elizabeth Filarski from Survivor 4, Christy Brinkley 3, Tony Braxton 3, Ali Lardass 3, Jules Asner 3, Neve Campbell 2, Jerry Garth, Jenny, Jenny Garth 2, Rebecca Gayhart 1, Lauren Holly 1, and Bridget Wilson 1. Did we, what we got, Hillary Duff's got 4. 
Oh, yeah. Rob the Cradle. She's about seven years old. She's well, how, are, how she's old is she? She looks about seven. She looks, huh? She's nondescript. Yeah. She's just kind of generic looking. WQAM, hello, like I you. I my check. Yeah, okay. W, uh, WQAM, hello. Hello? QAM. Yeah, hi, Neil. Yes, sir. Is Jennifer Garner on that poll? No. Well, she should be. Put okay, her on she though. is now. Okay, thanks. How about Earl Stanley Garner? Gardner. How about James Gardner? Yeah, I never liked him. What was that show he was on? Rockford Files. No, I never liked him. Rockford Files. Bad show. I liked it. You liked the Rockford Files? Mm-hmm. It was funny. I thought that was a cop show. You don't like cop shows. Isaac Hayes was on it, too. Oh, no wonder I hate it. Phony. Phony baloney, He's Isaac. A detective. Give him the shaft. WQAM, hello. Hey, hey, Neil? Good team, though. Yes, sir. Yes. Oh, Excellent team. gosh. My post. Uh, oh, bye, post. Yeah. Back at you. Now, if you could have done it to the rhythm, that would have been something. Yeah, right. That would have been very good. We could have, like, uh, packaged that and sold it. Tommy could have made a promo out of it with a couple of farts <laughs> on it. WQAM, hello. Neil, how you doing? Good. Have you ever thought about doing the opposite of, of that, Paul, who you never want to see naked? Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, who, who would you never want to see naked? Uh, uh. We'll just put ourselves on there for starting. Yeah, just open up the phone book. Start writing down names. WQAM, hello. Hello? Yes, sir. Hey. I'm going to have to beg to differ with you and that caller uh, earlier regarding Jessica Biel. She is absolutely hot. Well, she must photograph poorly. There are some people like that. I looked at I looked at 80,000 pictures of her just to try to convince me of what George was saying. And he also emailed me about 400 more, and uh, she's okay. I mean, I'm sure George and, and uh, Josh have probably seen the uh, the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes! Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> mm. Enough said the way she looks in that. But uh, And yeah. also, there must be something in the water in Pompano Beach because... I agree with uh, Josh. I think Barry Bonds is the greatest player of all time. Okay, well, listen, you're uh, batting a thousand. Even he can't do that. Checks in the mail, huh, Josh? Yeah, <laughs> checks in the mail, sir. Here, I'll pitch in. But hey, he gets it. it. That guy gets it. Yeah, he. he <laughs> I don't think he does get it. That's a problem. Oh, he maybe, gets it. maybe he's going to get it. Maybe he's going to get it from Barry Bonds. Five six seven oh five sixty. Maybe he and Barry can smear all over that cream together. I don't want to argue with you, but I, I don't want to hear about it. Say, it's like, can I hear who you think it? On the face of it, it is so asinine to say he's the greatest baseball player of all time when you when you're such a young punk. I mean, it's just it's idiotic. Okay, do you want me to give you my one reason why he's the greatest player? Better than Ted Williams, better than Stan Musial, better than Ty listen, Cobb, listen. better than Hank Greenberg, better than Willie like Mays, the... Mickey Mantle, Henry Aaron, all of these great baseball players. All right, listen. He's the greatest baseball player who ever lived. It's such an idiotic statement. Listen to what I'm about to say. I'll never say another thing again. He's the greatest driver in harness racing history. Listen to me. I'll never say another thing Out of all those guys you just named who are arguably the greatest players, you know, people have their opinions. There's one stat. There's one stat that sticks out for Barry Bonds. You ready for it? Hey, stats are no, all no, 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 there's tainted. one stat. They're, like, they're like Britney Spears. They're tainted. You ready? Yeah. 500-500. He's hit 500 home runs and 500 stolen bases. Nobody ever has had 300-300. No one. Yeah. That's it. Power-speed combination. End of story. Yeah, power with the steroids. Right. How come, Mark Mc... How come Close Mark McGuire is the greatest That's liar it. in the history of baseball? 500-500. Greatest stat. How about Jason Jambi? Isn't he the greatest uh, steroid player in the Mark, Mark McGuire? You are in such denial, man. You and Sammy Sosa, there's another phony baloney. Okay, for you to compare you, those guys to Barry Bonds. I love you, Bonds. I love you, Chicago. I love you, Miami, or whatever that crap. That baloney. That, that's one of the reasons that baseball is such a joke now. They throw golf balls. The, the Haitians are, are sewing the baseball so tight they're like golf balls, and they're hitting them like 600 feet over there, all their steroid. Uh, yeah, it's, it's such a crock of crap. How about Rafael Palmero? How come he ain't the ba greatest liar in history of uh, South Florida next to Greg Reed? Oh, by the way, next time you see Greg George, give him the old uh, Italian salute for me. What's it sound like? 
I just give him a message. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? You fairy. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. I don't care who you... Hey, you bastard. <laughs> You think I'm gonna dress up, dude, I won't. You think I'm gonna wear a coat, I won't. Even when I dress up, my clothes don't hide Do I care if my lips show, I don't. Will I try to hide them? No, I won't. Even when I dress up, my clothes don't hide When I walk into the clothing store, I was looking for clothing like a whore. Maybe there's a dress. Cut down the back, so when people said at my ass, they could see my crack. I put on a shirt, it was see-through. You could see my boobs and both my nipples, too. Then I got a skirt, had no panties on. It didn't matter, cause my modesty is gone. You think I'm gonna dress up, dude, I won't. You think I'm gonna wear a coat, I won't. Even when I dress up, my clothes don't hide us. Do I care if my nipples show I Now, let's not put her on here because they don't want just all ass. 901 votes on the poll. We'll make that thousand like sliding off a cliff. Speaking of that, Earth's warming likely irreversible, scientists say. Wait till you hear this. Oh, boy. Especially for South Florida and Nolines. Within the next hundred years, the growing human influence on Earth's climate could lead to a long and irreversible rise in sea levels by eroding Earth's vast polar ice sheets, according to new observations and analyzation by several teams of scientists. Eh? One team using computer models of climate and ice found that by about the year 2100, oh, we won't even be like a memory by that time, 2100, average temperatures could be four degrees warmer than today and that the overcome, over the coming centuries, the world's oceans could rise 13 to 20 feet. If you want to go wow. to Amsterdam, I think you better plan it pretty soon. Conditions last seen 130,000 years ago between the last two ice ages. The findings reported today in the journal Science are consistent with other recent studies of melting and erosion at the poles. The poles are melting. Probably wearing them bowling socks too tight. Many experts say there are still uncertainties about timing, extent, and causes. But Jonathan Overpeck of the University of Arizona, a lead author of one of the studies, said the new findings made a strong case for the danger of failing to curb emissions of carbon dioxide and other heat-trapping greenhouse gases. Yeah, greenhouse gases, as Tommy would say. If we don't like the idea of flooding out New Orleans, major portions of South Florida and many other valued parts of the coastal U.S. will have to commit soon to a major effort to stop most emissions of carbon to the atmosphere, he'd be saying. According to computer sim simulations, the global nature of the warming from greenhouse gases, which diffuse around the atmosphere, could amplify the melting around Antarctica beyond that of the last warm period, which is driven mainly by extra sunlight reaching the northern hemisphere. Researchers also said that stains from dark soot drifting from power plants and vehicles could hasten melting in the Arctic by increasing the amount of solar energy absorbed by ice. The future rise in sea levels driven by loss of ice from both Greenland and West Antarctica would occur over many centuries and be largely irreversible, but could be delayed by curbing emissions of the greenhouse gases, said Overpeck, and his fellow lead author, Betty Otto Bleisner, of the National Center for Atmospheric Research in Boulder, Colorado. In a second article in Science, researchers say they've detected a rising frequency of earthquake-like rumblings in the bedrock. Oh, Barney Rubble is down there making noise. Maybe he's got the gas. Rumblings in the bedrock beneath Greenland's two-mile-thick ice cap in late summer since 1993. They add there's no obvious explanation other than the rough movements of the overlying ice caused by surface melting. The jostling of the giant ice-cloaked island is five times more frequent in the summer than in the winter and has greatly intensified since 2002, since Bush came in. The data meshed with recent satellite readings showing that the ice can lurch toward the sea during the melting season. It's lurching over here. Ever see lurch? Yes. I think you ran for president last time. 
The analysis was led by Goran Ekstrom of Harvard and Meredith Nettles of the Lamont Doherty Earth Year Observatory in Palisades, New York, part of Columbia University. You ought to be playing Palisades Park by Freddie Boom Boom Cannon. Shouldn't you? Yes. Oh, a little slow there on the uptake. I was thinking, always pipe so fast. There it is. Indeed. The, uh, in Antarctica and Greenland, it appears that warming waters are also at work melting the protruding tongues of ice where glaciers flow into the sea, or that's what Hillary Clinton has. That's what Bubba said. Tongue of ice. Where glaciers flow into the sea or intruding beneath ice sheets like those in western Antarctica that lie mostly below sea level. Both processes can cause the ice to flow more readily and yada, yada, yada. Well, we'll be dead. That's one of the good things about it. We don't have to worry about such crap. Then they had this uh, sheriff from this uh, Chattanooga on there on CNN this morning. And the, the bitch bubblehead hostess, I don't know which one it was. The one that's on between Soledad and uh, Kira Phillips, the unctuous one. And it wasn't uh, Mrs. Limbaugh with some other bimbo. And she's like giving him what for? Uh, don't you think that's unacceptable? Thousands of calls to Chattanooga's 9-11 call center have been going unanswered. According to records, uh, I'm sorry, 911. You better not say 911. Uh, according to records examined after a caller was unable to report a kitchen fire because three or four dispatchers were taking breaks at the same time. Stacy Hunter and her family members called 911 from her home phone and cellular phones Monday afternoon when the fire broke out, but the calls went unanswered. Finally, Arterius Bonds and 14-year-old nephew, Quayshawn Fountain, I mean, come on with these names, Q-U-A-Y-S-H-A-U-N-E, Quayshawn Fountain, ended up running a half mile to get help from the fire station. No one was hurt. It was an accident, but nobody got hurt. If they hadn't gone running, my house would have completely burnt up, Hunter, 34 said, as she stood in her scorched kitchen. That's Arterius. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, what's her name? Quayshawn? Kim Hunter. Oh. Chattanooga Police Chief Steve Parks, who oversees employees of the Hamilton County Emergency Communication District, said the department was responsible for all the unanswered calls. How about Madeline Albright naked? One dispatcher was taking calls and three others working oh. the shift were taking a break, the chief said. He described the situation as unacceptable failure. It was totally unacceptable of the 911 system. But records indicate the problem is more widespread. This is the part... See... She had a good point, this broad there on CNN, but since when is the newsreader anchor, whatever she is, when is she supposed to be, like, uh, making editorial comments and, and chastising the guest and ripping him an ass, even though it deservedly so? Totally inappropriate, bitch. See, this is the problem. Because these people are on CNN, therefore, they think it gives them the, 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 some kind of entitlement to open up a big stupid mouth, you know? Right. During one 10-month period from January to October of last year, about 27,000 calls to city dispatchers in Chattanooga at the 911 center went unanswered. Police spokesman Tetzel Tillery said, oh, God, they've got to be making these names up. Tetzel's Tillery. Hey, Tet, you sure got nice Tets. Last month, 20% about, and that's a guy, I think. Last month, 20% about 2,000 more of the 10,650 calls placed were not answered, he said. Officials said the count includes numerous caller hang-ups and repeat calls. Right, that's a good excuse. On Monday alone, records show there were 22 unanswered calls to the 911 service in the 27-minute period when the fire was burning. Six of them came from uh, Arterius and uh, Quayshawn's house. You got four people supposed to be dispatching and three people on break. I still can't digest that, Hunter said. Maybe that's why we heard those sounds before. Bad indigestion. That's right. Bad gas. Mm-hmm. Is there good gas? Here's the facts. Although I disagree, a lot of knowledgeable baseball people say Barry Bonds is the greatest hitter, if not player of all time. One I can think of immediately is Ed Kaplan, who's easily the most baseball-knowledgeable person on the air, TV or radio in this market. He's full of crap. I like Eddie a lot. He's full of crap. He's pretty emphatic about it. In fact, no doubt in his mind. Well, guess what? Your mama. Personally, as an overall player, I'd take Willie Mays, Ty Cobb, Babe Ruth. Also an unbelievable pitcher before he's made to play every day. That is correct. 
or even Ted Williams and Roberto Clemente. But a lot of people know their baseball history. I don't, I don't care. It's just it's, it's idiotic on the face of it. Barry Bonds, my ass, and especially since he's got this he's got this taint, or you know, that covers everything that he's accomplished. Is that right? He's, he's, considering he's, he always hit home runs, at taint whatever, legit, taint legit in his career. Did, have you read that book yet? Whatever makes you happy. Have you read the book yet? That does, that's not answered the question. Have you read the book yet? No. You're going to read it? You're going to get it? No. No. Now, just like with the Pete. Why, well, why not? You know why? You can't handle the truth. That's what Tommy Cruz said. Not fair. Yeah. You think I don't know he took steroids? No, that's not the point. He wasn't just taking steroids. He was taking all kinds of performance-enhancing crap. Everything he could get his hands on to cheat. He's a cheater. Cheater. Baby Ruth, in the meantime, oh, look at the students walk out of L.A. schools to protest immigration policies. You go, kids. Right back to Mexico. Yeah, they're having the non-Latino march in uh, California today. That is set to begin next week. Oh, my God. He sounds like a real uh, screamer, don't he? Gay. Wow, who's that? That's that Tony whatever his name. Huntington Park, California. All these uh, brown kids and black kids and uh, blue kids, black and blue. I don't see any white kids marching. Do you? Look at that. You I'm not looking any? at it. By the way, any. just to, to say something as a Latin person, all the illegals should be beaten over the head with axe handles all the way back to the border, as uh, for, for some of us who came over here legally. Yeah. And what does this have to do with illegal aliens? In other words, they should name it what it is, a, a day without illegals, if yeah, that's, what, if that's the point they're trying to make. That's the question, do they float? Let's see. Let's find like out. I guess I had on years ago in INC. Do they sink or do they float? Let's throw them in the this Gulf. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. Watch boobs and butts and boinking. All right. You're off limits. You can't break me ever again. You're off limits to my shapely rear end. And that's a direct revision by choice. And unless, of course, I can pick my own little boys. All I got to do is to put a stop in the door. One more toy out of you when you're on a boat. Up and down inside and out. You better get your mitts off the merchandise now. You're an old fool. You think you're so cool. Take off your second pants so I can hear you say, I got snutting to lose since my virginity's lost, so give me back my baggy blue shorts. Why, you, I'll show you who's the boss. Let's get back to the sanctimonious sports. Twenty-seven to one. Speaking of Geldy, he'll be on. Uh, Winding and puking from the Inter Center at two to four this afternoon. Our revolving slot. Ever see revolving slot? No comment. Okay. And then we got Curtis for the Mad Dog four to seven, also at the Inter Center, and that's all leading up to the big Panther Ranger game. Panther preview at seven with Jesse Agler and Horatio Alger, and the Panthers and Rangers seven thirty, followed by Tom Jicka for Eddie K. The great Tom Jicka. Oh God, what a quizzling. 
Floridians to vote in 2008 on banning same-sex marriages. Aren't you excited about that? Florida plunged into an emotional civil rights battle yesterday when the Florida Supreme Court agreed to allow a state constitutional ban on same-sex marriage to go on the 2008 ballot. You know why that's bad news? Why? Because that's going to bring out in 2008, which is the presidential Uh... election, all the right-wing and the social conservatives and Farbison right-wingers will come out to vote. See that? I see it. You're right. Backers must still collect tens of thousands more signatures to get on a ballot, but they will. They insist that with two years to collect the petitions and state Supreme Court clearance out of the way, the ban on gay weddings will have little trouble going to voters in 2008. Sponsors and some political experts believe that the ensuing debate over whether gays and lesbians can legally wed in Florida may turn out large numbers of social conservatives and Republicans far to vote on the same ballot in which they'll decide a crucial presidential election. We've seen in every state with a marriage amendment like this on the ballot that the people get it and understand the threat and it motivates them to come out and vote, said Orlando Attorney John Stenberger, chairman of the FloridaForMarriage.org, group seeking the gay marriage amendment. They see the threat. Oh, yeah, and it motivates them to come out. Now, it's their bigotry and intolerance and stupidity that motivates them to come out. John. Voters passed same-sex marriage bans in 12 states in 2004. Some political analysts say the initiatives helped to spike voter turnout among religious conservatives and helped President Bush win battleground states as, as Ohio. Although I think them diabolical machines had a, had a bigger uh, role in helping, a big helping. The Republican Party of Florida has put at least 300 grand this year toward the Florida for Marriage campaign. Backers had hoped to get the issue on the 2006 ballot when voters will pick a governor and their nose and their, but fell short of the necessary signatures when the issue took a backseat to the Terry Schiavo battle Cube. over end-of-life decisions and hurricane relief efforts, said Bill Stevens, executive director of the Farbison Christian Coalition of Florida, the Christian Coalition. Florida is among more than 40 states with existing legislation barring same-sex marriage. The proposed amendment defines marriage, yada, yada, you know. Oh, the proposed amendment says um, marriage of one man and one woman. But it also cements the provision in the state constitution and bars legal recognition of anything treated as marriage or the substantial equivalent thereof. Attorneys for the ACLU and others have argued that the proposed language could threaten domestic partner benefits already allowed in Florida for gay couples. And the Christian coalition says, That's what they said in Taiwanese. I see. Or Taiwan on. How does that sound? Meanwhile, this is kind of flies in the face of the public because public acceptance of homosexuality, according to the Pew Research Center's polling, public acceptance of homosexuality has increased in a number of ways in recent years, though it remains a deeply divisive issue. Half of Americans, 51%, continue to oppose legalized gay marriage, but this number declined significantly from 63% in February 2004 when opposition spiked following the Massachusetts Supreme Court decision and remained high throughout the 2004 election season. Opposition to gay marriage has fallen across the board with substantial declines even among Republicans. Wow. These are among the results of the latest national survey by the Pew Research Center for the People in the Press conducted March 8th to 12th. The poll also finds less opposition to gays serving openly in the military and a greater public willingness to allow gays to adopt children. Pretty soon they might even let the gays breathe the fresh air, now that we let a few blacks do it. Not too many, though. A 60% majority now favors allowing gays and lesbians to serve openly in the military, up from 52% in 94, and 46% support gay adoption, up from just 38% in 1999. Despite the fact that gay marriage initiatives are on the ballot in seven states this year, including Florida, well, they're trying to get on for 2008, the atmosphere surrounding the issue of gay marriage has cooled off, and public intensity has dissipated compared with two years ago. Strong opposition to gay marriage, which surged in 2004, has ebbed to a new low. This is especially the case among seniors, Catholics, and non-evangelical Protestants. Among people aged 65 and over, for example, strong opposition to gay marriage jumped from 36% in 2003 to 58% in 2004, but has fallen to 33% today. It fell back. White evangelical Protestants are the only major group in which a majority still strongly opposes gay marriage, but even here the intensity of feeling has receded somewhat. Their farbicinism has receded just a, a wee bit. Isn't that exciting? 
Now, really? speaking of religious nutcases, yeah. oh, my God, isn't that what the world is fighting, and yet the American media and the Democratic Party don't have the balls to come out and say it? Right. They're fighting religious crazy people. That's what it's all about. Even if you believe their version of 9-11 and all this Al-Qaeda crap, even if you take every word at face value, that's what we're fighting. Mm-hmm. But only them, only the ragheads, not, not our religious fanatics. Oh, no, they're good. Our religious fanaticism is excellent. Theirs is the evil. That's bad. They're the evildoers, which I thought was something you drank. Mm-hmm. Senior oh. Muslim clerics in Kabul, Afghanistan, are demanding that that Afghan man on trial for converting from Islam to Christianity be executed. Wait till you hear this. Mm-hmm. Warning that if the government caves into Western pressure and frees him, they will incite people to pull him into pieces. These are the civilized people that were uh, working very feverishly, that were sacrificing our young people to defend in Iraq and Afghanistan. Bunch of savages. In an unusual move, Condor Leeser telephoned President Karzai yesterday, seeking a favorable resolution on the case of Abdul Rahman. The president's taken a personal interest, just like Mr. Jensen took a personal interest in Howard Beale. Remember that? Josh was asleep already. The 41-year-old former medical aid worker faces the death penalty under Afghanistan's Islamic laws for becoming a Christian, for Christ's sakes. His trial has fired passions in this conservative Muslim nation and highlighted a conflict of values between Afghanistan and its Western backers. As in, let's take them back into the dark ages. Oh, excuse me, they already are there. Rejecting Islam is insulting God. We won't allow God to be humiliated. It, this is even worse than those cartoons, I think. This man must die, said cleric Abdul Rauf, who was considered a moderate and was jailed three times for opposing the Taliban before the hardline regime was ousted in 2001. The trial, which began last week, has caused an international outcry. George W. said he's deeply troubled by the case. Expect Afghanistan to honor the universal principle of freedom. When's he going to start honoring it? That's, That's the right. question. You jackass. You goofball. Rice spokesman Sean McCormick said she told Karzai it's important for the Afghan people to know that freedom of religion is observed in their country. Sure it is. Not. <laughs> Just like in this country. Not. South Carolina is going to become a Christian state. All of Kansas, yeah, the anti-evolutionary state. Of course, you notice in Kansas, it's, it's appropriate because they haven't evolved. That's right. They're still in the Stone Age. Keep in mind, Bob Dole is from Kansas, and he's the spokesman for a Viagra. Her direct appeal to a foreign leader in judicial proceeding in their own country was unusual. But in deference to the country's sovereignty, Rice evidently did not demand specifically that the trial be halted and the defendant released. This is clearly an Afghan decision, and we don't want to hound them, she said. Ooh, that was bad. German Chancellor Angela Merkel told reporters she received assurances from Karzai on a telephone call that Rahman would not be sentenced to death. They'll just pick him to pieces. They'll pull out his uh, fingernails and eyelids. They'll get the Shah of Iran and the Savak, the old Iran gang, back in. Diplomats have said the Afghan, or maybe they'll get, uh, what's his name? What, what are the Tantan Makut? Isn't that what they got in the Haiti? Oh, that's right. The Tantan Makut. They know uh, how to, they know torture really well. Even doctor, better than baby Abu Ghraib. Diplomats have said the Afghan government is searching for a way to drop the case. On Wednesday, authorities said Rahman suspected being mentally ill. Well, he's a Christian, isn't he? He converted. Right. No, he's a... He would undergo psychological exams to see whether he's fit to stay in trial. But three Sunni preachers and a Shiite, one interviewed by the AP and four of Kabul's most popular mosques, said they don't believe Rahman's insane. The man behind the mosque. Isn't that Zorro? Or was that, what's that guy in the movie you saw? V for Vendetta. V for Vendetta. He's not crazy. He went in front of the media and confessed to being a Christian and said, Hamadullah, chief cleric at Haji Yaqob Mosque. Huh? The government is scared of the international community, but the people will kill him if he's freed. Raouf was a member of the country's main Islamic organization. The Afghan Ulama Council concurred. The government is playing games. The people will not be fooled. Cut off his head, he exclaimed, sitting in a courtyard outside Hirati Mosque. <laughs> Orf with well, his head? Yeah, off with his head. We'll call on the people to pull him into pieces so there's nothing left. He said the only way for Rahman to survive would be for him to go into exile. Send him to the French Riviera with Osama. This is Neil Rogers. This is 5 a.m. 
Friday, you bastard. Rectum. Hey, girls, but don't wear pants. That's a Gulf 47, we eliminated, we eviscerated the Taliban, all of a sudden they made a comeback, just like the phoenix rising from the asses. Yeah, we must have missed a spot. Because the asses are masses. Oh, we didn't miss no spots. We got the spots on, including the one where Tommy made farting sounds. Five six seven oh five sixty. Let's take a sweep of call here. What do you say? Because I got some heavy duty stuff. Do it now. Sweep of call. Strike while the iron is hot. WQAM. Hello. Hey, can you put the beast on the pole? She's hot. WQAM. Hello. QAM. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. I have two for your poll. Okay. Uh, one is Oprah. Yeah. Okay. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five six. I don't want to hear the other one after that start. I, it's uh, lunchtime for a lot of people. Okay, what an unappetizing thought that is. Good God. How about Elsie the Borden cow? Oh, same person. WQAM. Hello. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Great. Happy Friday to you, sir. Back to you. Happy Purim. Well, I want to. I want to chime in on the uh, Josh's comment about Barry Bonds being the best yes. baseball player of all time. I uh -huh. completely disagree with that. Well, of uh, first, I mean, people our age have no respect for players of the past. Look at Babe Ruth. Even even Brooks Robinson. I mean, there's so there's so many. Such a list. You could name 50 players better than Barry Bonds. And Uncle Neil, one quick comment. Uh, who do I call on 560 in the crisis department about a missing pizza I had for lunch? Hmm. There's an old saying, quit while you're ahead. He yeah. wasn't way ahead, but he like, had, had no other to laugh later. I've laughed too much already today. Oh, boy. Yeah, you're right. I'm going to take that one home. <laughs> WQAM, hello. QAM, you can do it. I take that back. You can't do it. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how are you? Okay. Hey, um, well, this Tom Cruise thing, did he ever do anything to make you think he's gay? I mean, I don't care for the guy at all, but yeah. I don't. I don't know what... He's really done. To well, I don't know what he's done because I'm not really all that interested. But it's widely uh, it's widely speculated and been for a long time. Plus, when a guy keeps holding press conferences uh, for you know announcing to the world that he's not gay, it raises a few eyebrows. It makes you wonder, you know. I mean, most yeah. most heterosexual people, whether they're celebrities or not, don't hold press conferences to keep saying, "Oh, I'm not gay." Do you believe me? I'm not gay. I'm going to sue you. You know, stuff like that. What time's George's press conference? Yeah. One of your, that, that same old buddy, man. You, uh -huh. you got him. He's glued to you at the hip. I'm pretty sure, by the way, uh, Nicole Kidman wanted to have a kid with him, and he didn't want one. Right. Well, she kept complaining that he wasn't coming home at night. He kept going out spending time with the boys. I, I don't know what that meant. Oh, yeah, it's, I mean, there's, there's no doubt, no doubt in anyone's mind. I mean, for, you know, and, and that's why it's openly talked about now. Even on CNN, they ran that thing about the uh, Tom Cruise in the closet, closet episode. 
I mean, everybody knows it, Tommy, so why not just come out now and stop with all these phony, uh, you know, it's uh, Nicole Kidman, it's uh, Katie Holmes, it's uh, Sherlock Holmes, it's uh, Katie Couric, whoever the hell it is, the, uh, the selected Scientologist, the slave of the week. Cut the crap. Nobody's buying it, Tommy. Nobody's buying it. You fairy. Who cares? You're right. He's uh, annoying. I wouldn't watch a movie with him in it if you paid me by the second. Now, here's this story I really want to get to. This, this, this is exactly where it's at. Yeah. This is from the Westerly Sun in Westerly, Rhode Island. I never heard of Westerly, Rhode Island, but it's in Rhode Island, so how big can it be, right? Right. Small. Rhode Island education officials have banned from public schools a federally funded abstinence program that civil rights advocates said embraced sexist stereotypes and included a voluntary student health survey that violated privacy laws. Lawyers at the Rhode Island affiliate of the ACLU first complained last year that a now-abandoned textbook used by Heritage of Rhode Island taught students that girls should wear clothing that doesn't invite lustful thoughts from boys. Maybe a burqa would be good. I disagree with that logic. The book described men as strong and courageous, while women were called caring, weak. A speaker on an accompanying strong and caring men, mm-hmm. courageous. A speaker on an accompanying videotape said abstinence helped him honor my relationship with Jesus, although heritage officials said the tape wasn't used in public schools. Abstinence helped him honor his relationship with Jesus. I don't know he had a relationship with Jesus. And, of course, uh, who would want to do a guy like that anyway with that awful outfit and those yeah. sandals on? Jewish. The curriculum had these incredible sexist viewpoints about men and women and boys and girls that seemed to come out of the 19th century, said Stephen Brown, executive director of Rhode Island's ACLU. Authorities at the private health education firm said they stopped using the disputed materials a year ago. The issues they're asking about are old, dead stuff, said Chris Plant. I wonder if he's kin to Jacques Plant. Executive Director of the Heritage of Rhode Island, he said he plans to meet this spring with state education officials to work on a mutually acceptable curriculum. To measure the Heritage Program's effectiveness, students had also been asked to complete a voluntary survey in class that included questions about their sexual history. The survey asked students to provide their birthdays and the first letter of their first name. Just as a hint. Heritage officials used information from the survey. In fact, maybe the Catholic Church is going to start uh, picking up an uh, idea from that, you know? Uh-huh. Ever have dreams about uh, diddling the priest, the father? No. Heritage officials used information from the surveys to track changes in student opinion before, during, and after classes. We don't use the survey anymore because we thought the concerns of the ACLU were valid, Plant said, as Jacques Plant. Or is that Roger Plant? The complaint from ACLU was part of a national effort to monitor the curriculum of federally funded abstinence programs. In February, the federal government agreed to stop funding one abstinence initiative because it allegedly used tax money for religious purposes. I wonder how Robert Campbell, the professor, is doing. He's probably dead. Robert Campbell. Who? Heritage of Rhode Island had a three-year grant from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services that provides over 400 grand annually, a department spokesman said. The group has presented its curriculum to more than 600 public school students in Providence, Pawtucket, and Woonsocket. Oh, God. There's nothing like a wounded socket. Pawtucket's top school official complained that he was duped by heritage officials and halted the program even before a parent complained to the ACLU. We really don't promulgate any religious opinion in this school system. I think basically that's what they're trying to do here. That's what they were trying to do here. Pawtucket school superintendent uh, Hans Delith said, whatever his name is, Hans, in your pants. In a letter issued last week, Education Commissioner, uh, Com- Commissioner Peter McWalter said the heritage classes were never approved by state authorities. He announced his office would review the health and AIDS curriculums of every school in the state. They need guidance. That's the real issue, he said. Plant said his instructors work with public school teachers to provide a clear and unapologetic message backing sexual, uh, sexual abstinence. The textbook that irked ACU officials came with curriculum materials purchased from a South Carolina group. Plant said he dropped the book after a parent complaint. Out of the box from South Carolina, things just don't translate here, Plant said. We realize this is going to take a whole working over, but it was a good place to start. Yeah, Nothing could be finer than the throwaway books from Carolina, because we know where that, the drift of that crap. Amen, brother. We know that drift, like your new, the new sales manager guy, Chris, uh, what's his name? Jones. 
I wonder if he's from Bob, if he knows from Bob Jones University. He sounded kind of like that. He's from Raleigh, remember? Oh, he's from Raleigh, uh, North, North Carolina. Carolina. Talks with a real right. heavy affected. I think it's a phony accent. It's probably from Raleigh. No, Geneva. that's for real. Trust me. 962 votes. We'll have that thousand before Josh can retract his comments about Barry Bonds. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. It's not just the one to two hour. It's a phenomenon. That Bush wasn't right, turning his back on Katrina that night. They're pushing us to the left and right again. All the bloggers are talking sad. Better not talk about a rap. I've got a bad feeling called Roe will attack. Am I facing forward to a big southern back? I'll be set where the left wingers go. A top secret prison or can't get moved. Every night be traced and listened to Raise our kids under house arrest Get called names after one protest And take our music where they made that Dixie Chicks go Straight to hell, baby. All the left wingers go straight to hell. You're going to burn in hell. You better repent right now. Thank you, evil ways. And join the Elephantine Party, baby, or else. All of us good religionists are going to make sure you go straight to hell. And we're praying for it right now. Anyway, it's uh, looking at 12.58. We must have got out of that uh, last hour real early, didn't I? Good. Give us mm-hmm. more time this hour to confabulate. About Barry Bonds? No. I don't want to talk about it. Look, it's a matter of opinion. You know, it's like arguing about the best flavor of ice cream. It's the same thing. And you can argue statistics from one era to another. It doesn't mean anything. It's like, who is the greatest hockey player? Bobby Orr, Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, uh, you know, uh, Alexei Ponikarovsky. I mean, well, what, what does it mean? Huh? Aaron Gavey? Let's argue about hockey players. I'm sure we'll get Josh uh, by the short hairs on that one, won't we? Yeah, definitely. How many, how many players on the Panthers could you name? Two. Probably as many as I could. I can't name too many. Roberto Luongo, you know that. Right? And Ole Jokinen. Ole Jokinen, right. That's it. And Nathan Horton. Nathan Horton. Right. And Stevie Weiss, who's injured. Stevie Weiss. Hey, Stevie. And who else? How about Joe Neuendijk? Yeah, I heard of him. Gary Roberts? No. Earl Roberts? How about Earl's brother? Well, anyway. See, there we go with that hockey talk, and we really were on a roll here today, and Josh uh, suckered me into that hockey crap. That's okay. I, I just can't get over this uh, new triumvirate now. It's just, it's just amazing what's going on. And no, seriously, I have never met Joe Bell. Is it true that he's like, uh, like Kate Smith, like a lump in a chair? Is that true? Can he, is, he, is he mobile? Does he walk? Yeah, he walks. He walks and talks? And talks. Has he yeah. got like a wind-up thing on the back? A wind-up what? I, I, like a switch. I, I don't know. Like, one of them, like, a, like an alarm clock. Yeah. Hmm. Just amazing to me how all this stuff is going down. But he's, you know, and I'm sure that Greg is running around there with his Schmidt eating grin on his face. I sure left you guys with a real mess. You try to clean this up now. <laughs> That's why he's running around, uh, you know, like he swallowed a cat. Wouldn't be the first time. In the aftermath of the Dubai ports dispute, the Bush administration is having a Hong Kong conglomerate to help detect nuclear materials inside cargo passing through the Bahamas to the U.S. and elsewhere. A Hong Kong conglomerate. Communista, communista, huh? Wonder how your people now are so uh, how enchanted they are with the Bushmeister. What do you think? Not a lot lately. You know the whole immigration policy, wet foot, dry foot. That business. wet foot, dry foot, wet back, those wet, wet back, back, dry back. Yeah, is that what it is? California, I think that's what it is. All over the Southwest, Texas, right. Arizona, New Mexico, wet back, dry back, wet back, go back. And of course, they got them, all them tunnels, you know, dug out there. Wouldn't it be something if one of them actually did go to China? That would be good. 
Yeah, that'd be better. The administration acknowledges the you know, they've got, they already overcrowded over there. In fact, uh, we need to send some of the Most of the Chinese aren't there anymore. They're here. Oh, and probably in Vancouver and San Francisco and L.A. All the people from Korea, Taiwan, Vietnam, and China are on the west coast of the U.S. and Canada and here in Toronto. Eighty million of them here. The administration acknowledges the no-bid contract with Hutchinson Wampoa Limited. Wampoa represents the first time a foreign company will be involved in running a sophisticated U.S. radiation detector at an overseas port without American customs agent present. Oh, Freeport in the Bahamas is 65 miles from the U.S. coast where cargo would likely be inspected again. The contract is currently being finalized. The administration is negotiating a second no-bid contract for a Filipino company to install radiation detectors in its home country, according to documents obtained by the ANP. At dozens of other overseas ports, foreign governments are primarily responsible for scanning cargo. While President Bush recently reassured Congress that foreigners would not manage security at U.S. ports, the Hutchison deal in the Bahamas illustrates how the administration is relying on foreign companies at overseas ports to safeguard cargo headed to the USA. Eh? Hutchison Wampo is the world's largest. Of course, pretty soon we're going to be uh, eating out of the Chinese's hand. You do understand that, don't you? Begging for rice with yeah. a bowl. we got all our loans, man. Without the Chinese, we'd be bankrupt. Hutchinson Wampo is the world's largest ports operator and among the industry's most respected companies. It was an early adopter of U.S. anti-terror measures, but its billionaire chairman, Lee Kaxing, Kaxing, like the son of a cash register, Lee Kaxing, also has substantial business ties to China's government that have raised U.S. concerns over the years. That's the one, Kaxing. It's kind of like that sound Tommy had in that spot before, that promo, that raspberry sound. Right. <laughs> Li Keqing is pretty close to a lot of senior leaders of the Chinese government and the Chinese Communist Party, said Larry M. Wurzel, head of U.S. government commission that studies China's security and economic issues. But Wurzel said Hutchinson operates independently from Beijing, and he described Li as a very legitimate international businessman. One can conceive legitimate security concerns and would hope either the Homeland Security Department or the intelligence services of the U.S. work very hard to satisfy those concerns, Wurzel said. All confidence is high. Yeah, somebody's high. Three years ago, the Bush administration effectively blocked the Hutchinson subsidiary from buying part of a bankrupt U.S. telecommunications company, Global Crossings, on national security grounds. And U.S. military intelligence report, once marked secret, cited Hutchinson in 99 as a potential risk for smuggling arms and other prohibited materials in the U.S. from the Bahamas, Mon. But now they're good guys. Hutchinson's port operations in the Bahamas and Panama could provide a conduit for illegal shipments of technology or prohibited items from the west of the PRC, People's Republic of China, or facilitate the movement of arms and other prohibited items into the Americas, the now declassified assessment says. The CIA currently has no security concerns about Hutchinson's port operations, and the administration believes the pending deal with the foreign company would be safe. Yeah, take it somewhere like uh, Louis in the Bronx where we'll be safe, where you can hide that gun back in the old uh, pole chain toilet, like Tessio said. Remember when he goes in there and mm -hmm. he uh, reaches behind that thing? He's like grappling. They really hit it so well, he almost didn't find it, Michael. Right. Remember that? Reaching around back there, holy moly. And then that hole in uh, McCluskey's head, that was a beauty. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and he like, kind of turned sideways. He was yeah. enjoying that veal. It was the best in the city. And that cheap uh, wine he was drinking. That's right. That, One could say that was his last veal. That uh, Grandma Boone. Which of these women would you most like to see naked who you haven't seen naked already? This poll first taken July 2001, obviously in the summertime when George was on. Because why would an old queen like me take a poll about naked women? I wouldn't. But I did today, though. Right. And we're doing well. We got 982 votes, 962.82. Oh, before, next few minutes we'll be over the 1,000 mark. Told you, Josh. Even Barry Bonds don't bat a 1,000. Even with all those roids. Now, who was it? Was it uh, 
uh, Raphael Palmeira. There were several of these guys. Like, oh, it was Jason Jambi who all of a sudden showed up weighing so much less. Several yeah, of these guys. And he said he stopped. Uh, he stopped eating fast food. Right. Yeah, that must have been it. <laughs> Started eating slow food. Right. He probably saw that movie. Uh, bad movie, by the way. What's what's the movie? The fast food. Super size me. Oh yeah, bad movie. Yeah, I already told you that. Don't uh-huh. don't wait. Did you see it? I, I saw a little bit of it. Ah, uh, that's enough. More than it. enough. Yeah, it was sucks. Enough. I mean, like, like, a like surprise. It, I, talk about overkill. Like like anybody wouldn't know. Even a moron would know. A child would know that if you keep eating nothing exclusively but junk food, you're going to get sick. Okay. Right. Jeez. Talk about. Let me say it again, man. That Dreamfields pasta. You better get some. I'm gonna. I'm I'm telling you. How's Troy doing with that? We're going to get them on the air. Not that that's not the purpose of my or uh, why we have it on our website. Why I'm talking about it because it's to me a fantastic discovery, and it's cleaned off the shelves. There, Publix has got it, or at least they had it until this audience cleaned them out. See, that should be a real instead of our sales department running around saying, "Oh, gee, we just can't get any results on this uh, station for any." Instead of that kind of defeatist, negative, stupid, incorrect uh, attitude back there, that's uh, they're excuse makers. They're not salespeople. They're excuse makers and double talkers. Like the Duffmeister, you know, Duff? What are you going to do about it? You fairy. Yeah. One day he's telling me this, and boy, you're doing such a great job. Oh, my God. I mean, you, you heard it. You heard it right from the horse's ass. I thought, man, that's kind of surprising. I mean, that, that fast, you know, we're like uh, kicking ass. And then all of a sudden, well, you know, not too many people are uh, mentioning you. Uh, yeah, right. Make up your mind, Duffy. Okay, you silly person, you, you silly goose. God, I don't want to get him to cry, though. Oh, there's all those kids in California that stormed out. In a good portion of the early afternoon, what we know is that as many as one... Looks like a bunch of beaners to me. Meanwhile, on MSNBC... ...have walked out of classes... Well, what's going on MSNBC? Let me... Afghan uh, Christian over to convert to be released Monday. It's breaking news. Don't, don't make it so oh, there's uh, well Mrs. Uh, Greenspan. the country because of the... the you know she's there at Alan Greenspan? No. A man trying for to convert to Christianity being put up for the death penalty. Released on Monday. The other good. part of this is that diplomatic sources say, say that then propose that nine nominees to the Afghan Supreme Court, once they are confirmed by his parliament, which might take a month or more, that they then take up this issue of the conflict between freedom of religion guaranteed in the new Afghan constitution, which America helped write, and, of course, Islamic law, which is also enshrined in that constitution. Now, I understand, Andrea, that the main basis... Andrea Mitchell, she's married to uh, Alan Greenspan, Spun. ...that this man is not mentally competent to stand trial. Does that seem to be the case, or is it a way for them to sort of save face? We don't know whether that is the case. It is a way to save face, but Connie Rice... If he converted to Christianity, do we have to ask the question? ...will not fly. But you cannot say that someone is crazy because he wants to become a Christian. Oh, sure you can. Sorry, Andrea. Okay, here, get back to the poll. So there, he's going to be released on Monday. Boy, I tell you, are we on top of it? And, boy, did they really scoop uh, uh, CNN? Too bad nobody watches MSNBC. How did you find that? I was just flipping. I was just flipping. Well, and, we sure uh, had it first was. right here on radio, man. It, we're so newsy, it's disgusting. You want to know what's going on in the world, this is where you find it. In fact, many a nights if I'm watching NBC Evening News, I feel like they're replaying my show. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Oh, there's that Kira Phillips. Oh, <laughs> another reason not to watch CNN. I'm going back to MSNBC. I'd rather see Andrea Mitchell, even though she's very scrawny and pasty Look, Got a lot of makeup on today. Can you imagine her in the sack with Alan Greenspan? Uh, oh, what a horrible thought. I can't imagine anything with that. I know. Even a, even a watermelon in the sack with Alan Greenspan. Which of these women would you like to see naked that uh, nobody haven't seen before? I won't say nobody's seen them. Look at the battle we got. Jessica Simpson, the top two weren't even in the running the last time. They weren't on the poll right. back in July 2001. And five years later, how the uh, things have changed. They got a lot of uh, attention. How the boobies have shifted. Jessica Simpson, 80. Jessica Alba, 76. Barbara and Jenna Bush, president's daughter, still holding on a solid turd, 64. Just like we're, just where they were. I guess they're comfortable turd. 
Jennifer Love Hewitt, 57. Even Foster Hewitt looks better than she does. Shakira, 48. She's right, mousy. Uh, Shania Twain, 37. Dolly Parton, 37. We're going to have a partner <laughs> ways on that one, George said. That's more than she had the whole first time. She had yeah, 29 the first time, or 20, uh, yeah. And all of a sudden, they're, well, they're, they're into a big. They're into huge. Huge is in. I got a feeling they're so disappointed. Warren said. Beyonce Knowles. Oh, look at this. The men who could be Pope talking about Geske. Cardinals took an oath before the Pope. Oh, and look at that. Talk about the Barry yeah. Bonds in baseball. There's the St. Louis Cardinals. A nice headgear, by the way. Yeah. Look at that schmata. Wow. All them girls in dress. What a lovely there. red hat. Oh, and there's Father uh, Thomas Williams. Hey, Father. Anyway, you can uh, Beyonce Knowles, 35. Would you stop picking on them, my priest? No. Anna Cornholia, 33. Heather Locklear's got... Look what Heather's got. About 30, man. Beside that. Uh, Sandra Bullock also's got 30. Kristen, Kristen Dunst, 29. I want to keep saying Kristen. That's in Christy Kruger, that cross-eyed bitch on Channel 10. And Kirstie Alley. Right. Oh. Cookie None of them. Dough. I'm gay. A gay male, 25. 2.5%. The gay guys are laying out on this. They don't want to, they don't want to be uh, dragged into it. Jennifer Aniston, Aniston, 25. Barbara Eden, 24. A lot of guys still dream of a genie. Me too. She shows up every Tuesday and still surface cleans. Faith Hill, 23. None. I'm a heterosexual female, 21. Jessica Beale, 21. She's mad as hell because I said she wasn't all that great. Mias, and she is. Daisy Fuentes, 21. Mariah Carey, 21. How about Andy Carey of the Yankees? I bet you Josh never heard of Andy Carey. Third I, base. I bet you're right. You better learn your baseball, mister, because you sure don't know it. <laughs> Sophia... Sorry, that was a raspberry. What, what was that That sound? was a raspberry. I'm getting a little bit uh, nervous about these sounds I'm hearing from down there. Oh, I can smell that one. Yeah. Holy moly. It must have been that pizza. Up, up. Sophia Vergara, 21. Britney Spears, 21. That's down from 131 five years ago. Britney has fallen on it, man. Uh-huh. Holy moly. She's fallen on hard times. She's been fetterlined. Mm. I think she needs to be flatlined. Mm. Nikki Cox, 21. I hate this pool, 20. See, they don't hate this bully like it. Sarah Michelle uh, Geller, 19. Jerry Ryan, 17. What about Linda Blair? She's old. Christina Applegate, 12. She's been naked a lot, too. Oh. Tiffany Amber, Amber Thiessen, 12. Didn't we leave somebody uh, very obvious off this poll? Uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. A little come to mind. Probably. Cindy Margolis, uh, 9. From Monster. Not Monster's Ball. From Monster. What the hell's her name? Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron. Is very, here? very naked. We've her, seen her naked? Oh, yeah, I have. When did you see that? Recently. Her first movie, Two Days in the Valley. Very, very naked. I'll be and we put naked pictures. I saw Kevin Bacon Turton. naked in one movie. Uh, I forget who was in it with Remember him. that one picture we put behind the beach? See, Turton? there's a great deal of difference. I'm not really all that crazy about seeing naked guys, famous naked guys. Uh, and that's, it's just there's a whole different thing. For obvious I, I reasons. understand. You know what I'm saying? Men are disgusting. That's yeah. why. No, no, that's not what I'm talking about. It just, uh, it just uh, leaves you kind of limp. Yeah, I know. Uh, where, where are we? You threw me off a course here. Jerry Ryan, 17. Christina Applegate, 12. Tiffany Amber Thiessen, 12. We did these. Cindy Margolis, 9. Winona Ryder, 9. Julia Roberts, 9. Melissa Joan Hart's got 7. Martina Hingis, 7. You have to be unhinged to want to see Martina Hingis. All these guys that watch tennis just to see the uh, cute chicks. They sweat. Uh, that would be like me watching uh, Andy Roddick. Martina Hingis, 7. Hillary Duff, 6. Christina Aguilera, 6. Tara Banks, 6. Stanley Banks ain't on here yet. Lindsay Lohan, 5. Gwen Stefani, five. Tia Leone, Leone, five. Tia Leone. Sounds like some kind of Italian dessert. See. Christy Brinkley, five. Adriana Lima, four. Vivica Fox, four. Michael J. Fox ain't on here. He's shaking it. Tony Braxton, four. Elizabeth Filarski from Survivor, four. Jennifer Garner, three. See, the guy said, put her on there. We did three votes. Not so great. Neve Campbell, three. Although this will be on there all week long for you to peruse it. Allie Lard Larder, Lardass, three. Jules Asner, three. I still say that's a guy's name. 
Jenna, uh, Jenny Garth, two. Rebecca Gayhart, one. Lauren Holly, one. And Bridget Wilson has got one. And we got 1,009 votes, by the way. I just mentioned that in passing. Father Paranoia. I... What a great movie, man. Anybody don't like The Exorcist? And you guys are telling me it's a comedy. Well, I understand, you know, in retrospect, but... That's right. It, regardless of what you say, the Spirit of Christ compels you to tell it like it is. I bet you Josh liked The Exorcist better than Network. Uh, very different, man. Totally oh. different. Kept you awake? It did. I was kind of a head turner. Yeah. According to a recent survey, Americans keep their mattresses for 10.2 years. It's like keeping a car for 100,000 miles. I bet you Reagan was changing her mattress every few hours there in The Exorcist. What? She kept puking on it. Oh, that Reagan. Yeah. If your mattress is 5 to 10 years old, it's probably not performing like it once did. Probably Ronnie, too. You need to call 1-800-MATTRESS, the number for our friends at Battle Mattress. Ranked number one for customer satisfaction. No risk. Here's the way it works. Order a mattress from the expert bedding consultants at Dollar Mattress. Try it out. If you don't like it, call them back. 1-800-MATTRESS. They'll replace it to your total satisfaction until you get what you want. Once you buy from 1-800-MATTRESS, you'll never go back to a showroom again. It's so easy. Just make that call like I've been doing for a long time. 1-800-MATTRESS. Pick out the two-hour window that you want them to show up at your house, and they will. Like noon to 2, 1 to 3, 2 to 4, 5 to 7, etc. Then you'll take away that crappy old soiled bedding, and you're on your way to a great night's sleep for years to come. When you call Dollar Mattress, no nonsense, no runarounds, no overpricing, no showroom shenanigans, no off-brands. Just factory direct prices on the best brands you know and trust and love, like Sealy, Sir Simmons, King Coral, Tempur-Pedic Stearns, and Foster Hewitt. And right now, Dollar Mattress offers no payments or interest for 12 months, so what could possibly be not to like? Call 1-800-MATTRESS right now or log on to their website, mattress.com, for the best sleep you've had in a long, long time. 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last S because it stands for Sensational Stupendous Savings. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. How may I be helping you today? Hey. Would you please to be having a blue slurpee? We are having a sale on camels. We have heard about many flavors. I'm afraid that is not feasible. Who can't tell you everything? My skin may be brown, but inside I'm pink. Yes, it's true, it put our women in bags. It is only because they smell so bad. You can blame a group reactions of a group, but we don't all drink our wee wee. smell like our boo. Funny past one, don't pee off the Arab street, I'm telling you that right now, or on the Arab street. That what they got gutters for? Well, it is kind of dry there in the desert, I guess. Here's one that says, how about the Olsen twins together for the poll? Unless, of course, they're not of legal age. Oh, get out of here, not of legal age. My ass. No, that isn't. How old are the uh, Olsen twins? Certainly of legal age. No? Looking. Uh-oh. How about Johnny Olsen? What year would they have had to have been born in, Mr. Math? To be of legal age? Yes. Uh, six and 12 is 88. 86. Uh, see, they're legal age. Uh, how hard is that to figure out if it's 86 and 2006? I mean, Jesus, even my little dog would know that's 20 years, for Christ's sake. Well, he might, but I don't. Oh, God. You're a math quizzling. There you go. At any rate, so they're 20, and what about them? You want to put them on here? Or a sure, that's what the guy wants. He can have them. I mean, yeah, you can have them both. If you squish like them that. together, they're almost one person. <laughs> I still think Johnny Olsen and Rod Roddy. 
Rod Roddy, he was about eight people. That's why he's dead. Yeah, that's why he's dead. I hope not. Oh, brother. Maybe he's, we're still wearing some of them fancy, shiny uh, Taiwanese suits he used to buy. Didn't he die of breast cancer? Not Taiwanese, uh, Thailand. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I think he did. Well, then maybe he, he had a, movies. a nice pair, yeah. A, a nice pair, and he used to go over to uh, Thailand all the time to uh, buy the silk suits and also buy uh, whatever else suited his fancy. Yeah, I, I say, say. but I won't. Mm. No, I know. Hey, Rod. You fairy. That's what Joey Reynolds told me anyway. Can't think of too many other things Joey Reynolds ever told me that were useful information, but not that I cared about that. Come on down. Oh, anyway, as the Brad blog, there's some of the blogs have got some good information, and uh, Ross Story picks up some of that stuff. I like Ross Story. Mm-hmm. Bradblog.com. As they broke on Wednesday, a lawsuit was filed yesterday in San Francisco Superior Court demanding that California Secretary of State Bruce McPherson follow state and federal law in regard to his recent recertification of Diebold voting machines in the state. They're bad machines, man. McPherson is named along with 18 California County registrars as defendants in the suit, which calls for a ban on the use of uh, new and, and new purchase of Diebold voting ma- machines in the state. Calls for a ban and the use of uh, and new purchase of Diebold voting machines in the state. Suit was filed by VoterAction.org on behalf of 25 California voter-slash-plaintiffs. Reuters originally reported on the story uh, as the Diebold Inc. sued over California voting system. That headline is, in fact, incorrect. They have now reissued the story with a more accurate headline, California sued over Diebold voting systems. The lawsuit against Diebold, we imagine, will come later after California is ready to admit how they've been screwed by the company and they try to recover the millions they've lost in betting on the wrong hoss. Voter Action is the nonprofit organization who brought the actions that led to both the decertification of Diebold in California in 2004 and more recently the ban on the purchase of Sequoia voting machines in New Mexico, which led to a new law in the state requiring a paper ballot for every vote cast. You go in New Mexico, man. Get rid of them old machines and bad machines that they can fix so easily. And there's no doubt that they did. See, they still, at least one thing I'll say, they're creative. They, they knew they couldn't steal the 2004 election the same way they did the 2001. Yeah. So they did it by, by rigging mach- machines in various right. states, you know. Well, that's, that's all they Ohio. do. That's all they do is scheme. You know, the rest of us are busy working. Right, they, that's because they they're good religious people and uh, compassionate conservatives, and they're much more uh, decent than all of us uh, liberal, liberal commie pinko perverts. Right. That's why most of them are going to jail. Yeah, I, I was talking to coming back last night after I walked out, I stormed out of that door and yelled. I don't care who you are. Yeah. It just cost me $6,000. But anyway, I said to the uh, raghead uh, cab driver, I said, he started asking me about the stock market. I said, you know, it's amazing to me that people who, like Enron and some of these other phony baloney stocks in the uh, tech crash, you know. And I still say the people at CNBC all belong in jail on death row, including you too, Ted David. On death row. Oh, it's the new economy against the old economy. And then they were the ones that were propping this up, and they were loving it because their ratings were going through the roof there. The peacock was, uh, you know, fluffing up his feathers. Everybody and their brother, the gay traders and the day traders and all that other crap. Remember that? Yeah, I do. And everybody wound up losing their ass. Most people did because it was all a pie in the sky. It was all BS. There was no new economy. And a lot of these companies have barely even existed. And they kept, like, goosing them up and goosing them up, all these wild prices. Like, ass jeeves. You got any of that? I was telling a cabbie, I'm really surprised that some people didn't, like, seek out some of these uh, corporate types and kill them, you know? Like uh, like Kenny Boylay and some of these other uh, corporate crooks. I'm I'm just amazed. Because, you know, you work all your life and then somebody screws you out of your life savings. That's not just like, oh, gee, too bad, like betting on the wrong horse, like that story said. That's like, man, I was just led down the garden path and blew my whole retirement uh, money that I worked for, like, 40 years for. Stuff like that. All of these. All of these things. And again, American, just like that story about this difference between the protest against this war now and the protest in the 60s, America's become so passive, man. Just like Diana said in Network, you know? Mm-hmm. They've shot up, they've effed themselves limp, and now they don't know what to, you know, they're pissed off, but they don't know what to do about it. They need somebody to articulate the popular rage. 
What a great movie. And this clown here. I, I just, you know, the Barry Bonds thing, that's, that's your opinion. You can argue that one way or the other. But... I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Oh! Just, just for the hell of it, I'll, I'll take my chances with this, although I, I have my doubts, because IMDB is hit and miss. In fact, we all, know what? What the DB, we all know what the DB stands for in IMDB, even though we can't say it on the air, Joyce. Idiot. Uh, we can say the word separately. For example, I could say douche right now, and then about you know, 30 seconds later I could say, oh, it's in the bag, see? Okay, here's network. Type it in. Type it in. Thank you, Mr. President, for those low gas prices, and thank you, Al Gore, for inventing the Internet's. Network, 1976, it says, oh, this is the one that Josh Cordes fell asleep during. How many stars did they give it? 7.9 out of 10, almost an 8. should have 9.9. What would you give it, George? Honest uh, answer. Out of 10? Yeah. Uh, 7. You know, I never really did like you, do you know that? I know it. 7.9 out of 10, and that's on IMDb, which is uh, all over the place. How, how can you say that? It's just In other words, you're, you're telling me, what was the movie that you gave an 8 or you, uh, that it took me so long to watch? City of Angels? City, City of God. God. City of God. Well, I'm not a God guy. City of God. Yeah. And you gave that, you said that was one of the, uh, both of you were yeah. raving. I mean, uh -huh. it was good. It was okay. It was fine. I'm glad I watched it. 1,039 right. votes, by the way, on the Naked Chicks. But to say that that movie is better than Network, I mean, that, that, that's like, they're going to drag your ass oh, away instead of that, that Ahmed guy. There's, there's, they're gonna... there's two subjects here. One is entertainment value, and the other one is the message. Yeah. Network's well, message You didn't think Network huge. was entertaining? It was entertaining, just not as entertaining as, uh, as City of God. I was mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Oh! Well, that's because you've never been in the broadcasting business, uh, if you have been. Right. Because look at the places where you worked. No, I know. And look where you are now. Mm-hmm. 27 after 1. By the way, John the Baker is really kicking ass. We're doing a fabulous job for him, and we're excited about it because we like John and the food a lot, especially the free food. That's what you guys said. Two John the Baker locations, and so we don't have to have Duff acting like a simpleton again next week. Please go in there this weekend, and be sure and tell them that Neil Rogers sent you by. You mentioned my name. You get a half dozen of John's world-famous garlic rolls for free just for having the cojones to mention that I sent you. John the Baker on Pines Boulevard in the Home Depot Center just west of Flamingo Road. And the brand new John the Baker at the Sterling Town Center on the corner of Sterling and the Pine Island Road in Cooper City. Delicious, fresh Italian goodies. All your favorites, like sausage and peppers, chicken parmesan, veal parmesan, or is that parmesan, as Mr. Ego would say, baked ziti and lasagna. And, like I said, the best garlic rolls the size of Kimbo Campers. Ass. They are out of this world. And don't forget all their fantastic subs, like the sloppy sausage sub, out of this world. And the pizza is good as anything you'll find in South Florida. Ask anybody who's ever been to John the Baker's. They'll tell you it is absolutely, positively the best there is. They give you huge, fresh portions, nothing soggy or gooey. Everything is made fresh. And don't forget, because the prices are so reasonable, you can bring the whole family. Call ahead for takeout in Pembroke Pines, 954-431-4315. 431-4315. Even when you call, say, that Neil Rogers guy uh, told me to call. And they'll say, who? In Cooper City, 954-252-0091. 2520091. Like I said, always giant portions, always delicious, always fresh, and always modest prices, too. It doesn't get any better than John the Baker. Don't forget to tell Neil sent you for six, a half a dozen of the world famous garlic rolls free with your meal at John the Baker. This is Neil Rogers. You said this is 
was at the nudie bar the day of my arrest. I was getting lap dances from girls with fake breasts. I just wanted to chill, have a drink and kick back. Watch them lose the tops and show me the rack. And I'm a kid rock, I'll knock you off your block when I have too much scotch. You better call the cops. Pamela Anderson is my ex-girlfriend. I heard that she's with Tommy Lee again. I'll get back to my point about my Tennessee spa. I posted three grand in bail and I was behind bars. You can get them right now. Get them while they're hot. My autograph mug shots. Wish I wasn't such a bad boy, baby. With this fist in the game, skin and never shining. Bad boy, baby. Hoping that they're not a lot. Wish I wasn't such a bad boy, baby. Swinging away in the cabaret. Such a bad boy, baby. You can never stop Katrina Khrushchev failed safety inspection in Melbourne, Florida. There's another good reason to hop on those cruise ships, man. They will be safe, you know, like Louis in the Bronx, like Virgil Salazzo. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Captain McCluskey. <coughs> so here's the facts. Heather Graham for the poll. We put her on her? No. Because we've seen her naked a million times. Many, many times. And also, George says, Halle Berry and Charlize Theron have all gotten naked, but they keep faxing about them. We just keep getting faxed about the same names. These are people on this poll who haven't been seen naked in pictures. Right. Christ Almighty, even i seen Halle's berries uh, in uh, Monsters uh, right. Balls. Just this morning. Really? Well, well that was, was a raspberry you're talking about. I was trying to check it out. raspberry. Wouldn't surprise me if he's got one. And Don't forget, Galdi's coming up at 2 in the 2 to 4 revolving slot. Then, Curtis, we got nobody on today. We're the, we're the, you realize that we're the only show at right. the regular time? There was no Hank this morning. No, uh, well, 2 to 4 is no, no show anyway. Um, no Mad Dog and no uh, Eddie K. We got Tom Jerka tonight at 10.30. How do you like that? So we're like, we are absolutely rock solid. Although we did have the big oh early this morning before anybody got up. But he was there. So don't leave him out. He'll feel left out. 83 for Jessica Simpson. 83 for Jessica Alba. Can it get any tighter than that? No cute lines now. 1,051 votes. <laughs> Preacher's wife confesses to killing him. See, I've been holding off on this story because I knew there'd be a resolution. That's right. Maybe. And it resolved the way we thought it would. The wife of a slain Tennessee minister has confessed to killing him, police said today. Selmer, police said the Alabama... Selmer. Is that like Selmer, Alabama? Said the Alabama Bureau of... Oh, in fact, it's Selmer, Tennessee. The Alabama Bureau of Investigation, which is taking part in questioning uh, Mary Winkler, informed police of the confession. Winkler, 32. I wonder if she's kin to Henry Winkler. Hey, Henry. You're Faces a charge of first-degree murder for the death of her husband, Matthew Winkler, 31. Oh, Miss Mark Potter was on there on uh, MSNBC a little while ago. Did you see her? Nope. She's looking really fey. The body of Matthew Winkler, a popular preacher in the small town of Selmer, was discovered Wednesday night at the family's home. Mary Winkler, found later with her children in Alabama, with a banjo on her knee, was questioned by authorities Thursday night in this morning. The Tennessee Bureau of Investigation said it gathered enough information to charge her after speaking with her and getting search warrants for several locations. Mary Winkler has now made a public statement. When Matthew Winkler failed to show up for a midweek service at the 4th Street Church of Christ, congregants went looking for him. They went to the church parsonage, entered where no one answered. When, when no one answered, congregants found Winkler dead in the bedroom. He'd been shot in the back, but there were no signs of a struggle. We didn't know for more than 28 hours his body was in that home. TBI spokesman Jennifer Johnson said, must have smelled a little gamey in there, even with the body of a preacher uh, man. That ain't long enough. After the body was found, authorities issued a nationwide Amber Alert for the couple's three children, Patricia, eight, Mary Alice, six, and Brianna, one. Authorities assumed the wife would either be a suspect or a victim. Well, that's, that kind of narrows it down, doesn't it? Police in Orange Beach, Alabama, nearly 350 miles from Selmer, spotted a family's minivan and stopped it Thursday evening. Assistant Police Chief Greg Duck said, Hey, Greg, Duck. That's for Greg Reed. Greg, next time you come in the building, Duck. 
Doc said the children were in very good condition. They were on their way to get something to eat when officers pulled over their Toyota Sienna. Investigators have found no evidence of a history of domestic violence. The slain preacher's parents have requested custody of the three children who are in the custody of the Alabama authorities. Selma residents said they were shocked at the preacher's death. Were you shocked? They no. described Mary Winkler as always seeming like the perfect mother, the perfect wife with very loving, loving children. See, those are the ones to be very nervous about, the ones that seem like the perfect, you know, fill in the blank, whatever. Be real nervous, like, like the perfect caller. Be very concerned about that. WQM, it might be here. Hello. QAM. Yeah, Neil. I, I got some for your poll. How about yeah. Liv Tyler? Liv Tyler. Okay. Liv Tyler. Okay. Been and naked. Naked. Been uh, naked. Oh, she has been? I'm sure she's been naked, but have we seen it? Yes. Oh. I would imagine everybody's been naked, maybe even only at birth. But no, she's got, got the Mormons. Okay, we can't put her on her. She's been naked. This guy just didn't. Where, where can he see it? I'm sure inquiring. Stealing Beauty one. is your what best bet. Stealing Beauty. And the Heather Graham facts are facts back. Wanting to know where he can see Heather Graham naked. How about Boogie Nights? Full frontal, baby. Right. Starters. That, that was on my cable just a couple nights ago. And Boogie it Nights. just happens to be a good movie, too. It is. And only when Roller Girl movies outstanding. Yeah. And Roller Girl, wild. baby. And Wild. Yeah, even Burt Reynolds is good in that, which is a saying a hell of a lot. That's, that's quite an accomplishment. Hey, Burt. You fairy. 139. There's another one. Let's see. You got the Tom, what's his name? Tom uh, Selleck. Oh. Well, I'm talking about people that keep holding press conferences to announce that they're not gay. Tom Selleck, Burt Reynolds, uh, Michael Jackson held about 400 of them, and uh, Tommy Cruz. And uh, John Revolta hasn't done that yet, but I'm sure after the South Park episode. You fairy. Not fooling anybody. Not fooling anybody with an IQ larger than their pinky. Oh, my God. Their pinky winky. Beach Ford has gone mad. It's madness in March all this month at Beach Ford. They just missed breaking their all-time record in February, so why not do it this month? And they're giving it the best shot. Right now, extended Camp Ford F-150s are as low as just $249 a month with 995 bucks down, plus fees with approved credit and 39-month lease. Madness in March at Beach Ford means you must be mad. You've got to be crazy not to take advantage of rebates and discounts like these. Up to $10,000 on all new and used vehicles. If you're not in the market for a new car but know somebody who is, send their ass into Beach Ford and the rest of them, too. Because if they take delivery in March, Beach Ford will send you $200 in cash just for sending them by. And because that money comes from their advertising budget, they won't tack it on to your friend's price and rip his ass off. Don't miss out on this once a year event. Beach Ford's Madness in March. Extended Cab Ford F-150 as low as $249 a month. Discounts and rebates up to ten grand and $200 for referring a friend. So hurry on in. You'll find Beach Ford located just two miles east of the Golden Glades, 163rd Street, West Dixie Highway. Guarantee I'll bet everybody in the world's life on it. You'll love your Beach Ford experience. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. This pedophile. By the way, Babe Ruth had a lifetime batting average of 342. Barry Bonds' lifetime average is 300. 
Oh, because batting average is so and, important. And keep, and keep in mind the pre-expansion versus post-expansion in any sport, whether it's hockey, baseball, any sport where you try to compare old time with the new time, the yeah. post-expansion, watered-down version of the game, all these minor league pitchers who are supposedly major league pitchers. Well, you should know that covering the Marlins all this time. Anyway. Are you trying to tell me that players were better back then in the 20s? I am trying to tell you that the quality of the athlete on fewer teams was better, yes. Oh, quality yeah. of the players. You, you know, that, that just says it all right there. Says what? No, you're good. Just go on with the show. Plus, Babe Ruth's uh, one loss record as a pitcher. How, how many games did Barry Bonds pitch? Yeah. Was Sport, outstanding. Sports were so good, people could just play all positions back then. That's great. Babe Ruth played all positions? No, he played pitcher and he played you know, pro. right fielder. Right. Right. So, you, you, you see anybody here in that lifetime today. batting average, by the way, is 340. Nobody Lou can Garrett do that. He played twice out of the that Barry Bonds will ever be and didn't have to do steroids, although he was the luckiest man. How do you know? You don't know what the hell he was doing. How do I know what? Besides booze, okay? and broads. no idea. Ooh, Babe Ruth? Yeah. And hot dogs. He was a pig. He was a booze and uh, hot dogs. That was his claim to fame. He used to shovel down like a whole bunch of wieners. Anyway, moving along. We don't want to touch that. <laughs> 146, 14-2 QM is uh, Josh is just backed into a corner with his very boss. I'm going to go out and get that book this weekend. I'll peruse it. And I'll send it to you just like I did the um, Pete Rose one that we both read 10 pages of and threw it away. That would be Jose Canseco. But... I mean, I mean, a Jose Canseco. Well, yeah, sorry. Same difference. Full of crap. Although Pete Rose was a better player than Jose Canseco and wasn't all built up and muscled up with steroids and didn't go to lie to Congress. Although he did lie about betting on baseball, I think. Well, maybe let's uh, argue about Let's put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. You want to spend some time on that? I mean, we've got all these people dying. Yeah, let's spend uh, 16 minutes on it. No, let's not. I got uh, John Stewart plugs Feingold's censure call. Senator Russ Feingold's call for censuring President Bush hasn't won much support in Congress, but he won a backer Wednesday. John Stewart, host of cable television, The Daily Show. This feels like some attempted accountability, Stewart told Feingold, Democrat of Wisconsin, at the end of the senator's appearance on the Comedy Central show Wednesday night, and that's what I really like about it. And so I appreciate that, and thank you for it, Stewart added, and I hope that your colleagues let you still eat at the lunch table. Stewart, a liberal who nonetheless skewers both Democrats and Republicans, is popular among younger viewers under the age of 100. Feingold's appearance on the show could help him broaden his appeal for potential 2008 presidential campaign, although he is... Oh, Got a problem with that. that what do you think? I was taught that it was the Congress that makes the laws and the president supposed to sign them. He's supposed to enforce them, said Feingold, who received an enthusiastic response from the audience. He's not just supposed to make them up. Feingold's resolution would censure the president for authorizing a warrantless surveillance program, which the senator contends is illegal, rather than making use of a law covering such wiretaps. White House argues that Bush was authorized to do so under his powers as commander-in-thief. Stewart poked fun at the tepid response that Feingold's proposal generated on Capitol Hill. So far, only two senators, both Democrats, have signed on as co-sponsors. A lot of your Democratic colleagues are reacting as though you're Jack Abramoff and you have a casino you want to talk to them about, Stewart joked, referring to the disgraced lobbyist. Feingold has accused Democratic colleagues of cowering, said it was important for the party to show some backbone. Oh, hold your breath for that. How many times are we going to let George Bush and Dick Cheney say, you guys don't support the troops, you're not patriotic, and let them push us around, asked Feingold, whose appearance was via satellite from Milwaukee. We have to stand up to them, he said. Stewart played a clip from a recent news conference of House Majority Leader John Boehner, in which the Ohio Republicans said of Feingold, sometimes you begin to wonder if he's more interested in the safety and security of the terrorists as opposed to the American people. After the audience groaned at Boehner's comment, Stewart asked, how long have you been working with the terrorists, and are they nicer than they seem? Oh, no, they're a bad bunch, Feingold said, laughing. Feingold conceded that a member of his own family questioned the proposal. My daughter called me up and said, Dad, what are you doing? This thing hasn't been done since the 1830s, so it takes some explaining, Feingold said. That's what I like about you, Senator Stewart said. You're kicking it old school. Oh, no. The only president ever censured by the Senate was Andy Jackson in 1834 for removing the nation's money from a private bank in defiance of the Whig-controlled Senate. That's what Mo said. He liked those Whigs. 
Despite their friendly settings, Stewart didn't let Feingold off without a dig. Rams with wig. Changing the subject, he said the McCain-Feingold campaign finance law was aimed at getting money out of politics. How's that going, he asked sarcastically. Feingold chuckled <laughs> and responded, we got rid of the unlimited contributions raised by politicians. Now we have to deal more with reform. He called for public financing of election. How do you like that? John Stewart and Russ Feingold, there's your ticket for 2008. Oh, look at that. And why this case is getting attention from the legal community. Just a short time ago, Bond's lawyer asked a federal court to hold the writers in contempt. Get this, because the writers relied on those grand jury transcripts in this book, whose possession and publication they contend is illegal. And that's not all. Later today, Bond's lawyers plan to ask the court that the writers and publishers not be able to keep any profits. Why? Because they had an illegal and unfair business advantage, they plan to say, in court, which happens to be against the law here in California, since they were in possession of those secret transcripts. Michael Raines is Bond's attorney. Yeah. The allegations in the book are simply a rehash of the same tired and unsupported allegations that these right. folks have been writing about for months and months. Okay, if you happen to be a supporter of bonds, you probably realize from a legal standpoint it's, it's essentially impossible to stop the sale of a book, especially now that it's already on shelves. So I'm if you support Barry Bonds and you say this is really probably their best legal recourse. If you do not, if you happen to be a Barry Bond critic, and there seems to be more and more of them, then you say this may just be about face-saving. Either way, we'll see, Chris, what the court decides a little bit later today. Okay, I'm going to go out and get that book right now. All right, you whipped up about it, George? Yes. Even George is going to read it. What? Huh? A lot of cash found in New Orleans' home. Now we're talking. Trista Wright was spending her spring break cleaning out hurricane-damaged homes. You know, see all these kids that went over there to help out all the uh, yes. desperate people in New Orleans? That was kind of nice. Made me teary. Stupid, but nice. Well, these are the kids that couldn't get any action, you know, so they figured, well, let's go do something productive. I, I know that sounds terrible, but we just know that's true, right? Mm -hmm. Teresa Wright discovered some unusual papers among the moldy plasterboard and debris in this house. I started raking it out of the air conditioner vent. I thought it was garbage, and I was going to shovel it up. But I bent down to pick it up, and it was a stack of $100 bills. And then more and more kept coming out, the 19-year-old said Tuesday on CNN. By an unofficial count, it was more than 30 grand. That's $30,000. Wright and fellow students notified the organizers of the church mission and told the St. Bernard Parish Sheriff's Office, Oh, these kids make me ill. Would you, would you notify anybody? Yeah, myself. Right. And my accountant. And your pocket, your wallet. Right. The woman who owned the house who was asked that she not be identified was as shocked as right. She was speechless, said Wright. An Armstrong Atlantic State University student was among 175 Georgia College students spending their week off volunteering in the city's Araby area. Deputy Gary Adams verified the identity of the woman who owned the home. Adams said, uh, it's not uncommon to find weapons or medications behind the walls of homes. This is the biggest sum of hidden money he's ever heard of. It's good to see someone finding something like that and turning over to the proper authorities and the rightful owner. He says, I think that's a pile of crap. I'd have pocketed that so fast. No kidding. Wouldn't you? I don't care who you are. Right. It just cost me $6,000. See? Or 30000 30. Yeah. How much? The one-story... <laughs> About 30, man. The one-story house was flooded to the eaves by Katrina, and aside from the hidden money, none of its contents could be saved. Well, thank God they saved the money, because money is sure more important than a lot of tchotchkes, you know? Haley Barton, a fellow student who was in the house with Wright, said there was never a question of keeping the money. I think it's expected of us as young people or people of any age this day to go in and take it and not be faithful or trustworthy in turning it in. But that wasn't even an option for us, she said. To which I say, yeah, a fool and uh, their money is some part of it. sad. All I can say to you is... $6,000 and one cattle. This is Neil Rogers. Oh! This is 562 AM. Let's go, WQAM! <laughs> 
Okay, 159, we got uh, Gelly sitting by over at the uh, Yenta Center, and then we got Curtis uh, from Mad Dog 47, all building up to the uh, Panther Ranger game. Any interest? No. With uh, Yami Yager and uh, Marty Straka and uh, Henrik Lundqvist and all those other glam. Big game, baby. Big game. Be there or uh, or not. Okay, here's the poll. Which of these women would you like to most see naked? You haven't seen naked already. Got a fantastic battle going on. Isn't that interesting that five years ago neither one of these uh, chicks were on here? That's how the world turns. They're turning it. Jessica Alba, 89. Jessica Simpson, 85. Neck and neck, nose to nose. Barbara and Jenna Bush, the Bush are the president's daughters, 68. The president's drunken, <laughs> misbehaving daughters. Jennifer Love Hewitt, 64. Fat. Shakira, 52. Shania Twain, 40. Beyonce Knowles, 37. Dolly's Parton, 37. Anna Kornohoja, 35. She's fallen big time. And, of course, with those, you'd probably fall, too. Sandra Bullock, 34. Huh? All the time, I imagine. Exactly. And a whole bunch of others. Bye, bye, bye! 